0: Hey Mark, I have you here on my favorite list, so I was wondering if you would like to collab or do a collaboration with myself, KP Podcasts and Entertainments, and other fellow podcasters. If you are down to podcast tonight in a group discussion, please hit me back here on the Anchor.fm messenger. Thank you. Hey Mark, I have you here on my favorite List. So, I was wondering if you would like to collab or do a collaboration with myself, KP Podcast and Entertainments, and other fellow podcasters. If you are down to podcast tonight in a group discussion, please hit me back here on the Anchor.fm messenger. Thank you.
1: Bugsman Show, com. Paul Weldon Incident, 1946 One of most high-level Disappearances in Bellington Triangle area is that of nineteen year old Paula Weldon. The here here he led a search for Weldon. It was rewarded for, for five thousand dollars of information leading out to recovery went on to the public. Last sighting of the Bellington College student had been on the long trail on first december nineteen forty six. It's the same structural road at the young disappearances. Other disappearances, numerous witnesses were called seeing the young girl, but none of them would offer any significant clues? Maybe the strangest statements came from an couple, who very well made the last person to see her. They were around a hundred couple of yards away, brother, when she came to a corner on the trail. They arrived at the same corner a matter of seconds later. My tiny teenager had seemingly vanished. Some claim that building had secretly crossed over the American-Canada border with a mystery boyfriend. If she had, it must have been a spur of the moment decision. She had taken her clothes, documentation, or any money with her. To this day, she is still missing. According to Cotto and others who described the, the, the theories as something that would s- reside in the areas of the United States, Britain was very much a victim of the Burton Triangle. It is easy to see why many regard this area as a United States with caution, especially when you look at the history and listen to the tales of many long natives of the area. Stories of strange activity go back hundreds of years. In 1892, escaped inmate from the asylum, Henry to seemingly vanished into thin air despite a huge research for him. The search began a relatively short time after he fled the asylum. His apprehension should have been easy. Whether his escape was successful, or was he a victim of the unknown force behind a strange disappearance remains. Unknown. Local tribes speak of area, being where the means meet. The folklore even tells of stone, it will swallow everything and that steps in on it. But these tales, tales describe some kind of portal in the area. Perhaps this portal is an actually occurring one, something we don't know yet understand. Perhaps some of this reports as first colonists in the area that are most intriguing they have spoken of seeing no- string, hearing strange noises coming from woodland and mountains near the settlements which offers extreme nasty odours and smells the legends of benetton, the benetton monster there are many reports of Budfoot fightings in and around the area of Bennington Triangle, as a recently two thousand and three report of a strange creature, with hairy from the top of its head, to the bottom feet surface. The roots of these types of sightings go back way back to the early nineteenth century, the creature that became known as the Bellington Munster. According to the legend, one rainy evening in the eighteen hundreds, a stagecoach battled its way for the Glenstonshire Mountains. It said he the way into the road that became known as Route Nine. Eventually, the storm grew so bad, the travel became impossible, and the state coach came to a halt. The driver decided to inspect the area around the coach as well as the houses. He then he noticed something was spooky on them. He also saw tracks in the mud. The markings were not familiar to him. He went to ask the advice of his passengers. As a small party went to gather outside the carriage. A trif- a terrific bang knocked against it before any of them would gather their faults. The stagecoats were lifted from the ground and toppled over completely over. And in front of the terrified people group I stood a large creature covered in hair, and almost so eight foot tall. Most chilling of all, however, was the red eyes that had pierced each of them. As a monstrous sea turned its stare to them, it disappeared without another incident. Stories of existence, however, didn't. Benedicton Mun- Munster is one of the most discussed in folklore circles. Haunted Switzerland, Chevron Hotel Castle, Ballad, amidst medieval fortress, the shores of Lake Geneva, amphiphatic chaladon. Castle claims that the house, the ghost, Agamastam Vluchajay, Fru- a Duchess, a member of the House of Savoy. In 19- 2014, a team of paranormal investigators attempted to summon a spirit playing 13th century music, hoping it would entice her out of the hiding. But only not- the other noticed a door sharp drop in temperatures, the rain elements in the room, heard footsteps on the floorboards. Above their heads, the team did see the ghost with their own eyes. Zurich, Old Town. Den, dent, who runs the Ghost Walk at Zurich, tells the story of a man called Hans von Staffel, who lived in Kis- Kinnemann, Fasgasse. He became obsessed with scarves and more, money, more and more of them throughout his life, one on top of another. His ghost has supported, many, see many times, a strange, wide fellow, shuffling along narrow alleyways. In 12 years of the tour, I've never seen it. But on some nights, when I tell this story, I'm wearing a scarf. I feel as if an extra pair of eyes is watching me from the back of the crowd, then told the locals. your tours in English take place every Friday. Gothenburg Sanatorium, Ticero, from its appearance on Manaside near Podrula, it's easy to believe this imposing building is insulted, abandoned for decades, is now a state of decay. Built in 1905 for 45 years, a five story building with its own morgue, morgue was used to treat war wounded when took up then with patients. People report having hearing and noises emanating from the wind out of strange phenomena. A copper to the Paranormal, reported a huge force, was given, driven his car back as he approached the sanatorium. Merlin Jail Malden jail Vald it's not doesn't get much Cupid than drunk and dingy prison cells and tour a, a town of Mulden according to his offering offers offers a Halloween tour of october twenty eighth. I promise to go and cover the darker side of Millen. Any other prison Asian prison survivors of the two hour walk I promise a warming bowl cumbring soup Spinach spent ways of Bazel, This resistant building in the 16th century was reportedly been haunted for 150 years by the ghost of David G- G- Dress. A Dutchman was given his sanctuary in Basel as uh, a religious refugee, led a Danish co- Dutch colony, became very wealthy. Of his death, when he was discovered that he had actually belonged to the band Antibes sect, his body was exhumed and the head cut off and the ghost of the headless man accompanied two black dogs, Is said to Rome, the building. Medium Alexander Millet visited the spell of last year. Reports that made contact with the spirit of Jonas, whose head was back on his shoulders. He told me he would not leave until he's rehabilitated. by authorities, Mellet says. Jungengarsee, jo- 54, burn. This medium the middle-eval uh, alleyways of Burn's old town, a perfectly haunting ground, a restless spirits, so s- much so that the city offers regular spooky burn guided tours, roughly one a month in English. By far the creepiest house in Burn is situated at Act of 54, I've for decades, a narrow building is said to be haunted by a woman dressed in black, who sometimes appears in a window. In the 1990s, a team of journalists with Swiss Radio International, now Swift Info, visited a house un- un- occupied but accompanied by a psycho psychologist. We came to the, ni- for the night and camped on the floor in ste- receiving bags, expecting to feel presence of some kind, but I was quite disappointed because I felt nothing. Recalls Jenny and Zimmerman with Swiss Radio International at the time. Although in the evening we were ready and hoping, in fact, I ended. Uh, I ended I uh, had a really good st- and deep sleep. Anything that would have been unusual is that I kept thinking of trees and trees were being cut down. Why? I don't know. Maybe the ghost is trying to tell me something. Lindseyberg Castle, Akaguru, dating back to the twelfth century. This castle was one of the oldest in Switzerland. The various people and ghosts and linked stories linked with the castle. Most commonly told is that a haunted bell tower. The tower said that bell is to ring out said to ring out a full moon, even in the low one at the castle. Basenten Tunnel, Bas- Basel Land, Siluton. A more modern ghost story is attached to this highway. Rotorway right tunnel in the Northern Switzerland. Reported sightings of a haunted hitchhiker, a very pale woman again in the nineteen eighties. nineteen ninety three two law streams were Picked up the woman and tunnel entrance. She told him she's unwell, that something terrible was going to happen. As they were driving through the tunnel, the woman suddenly vanished. Very stoking up, the students went on to nearby hostility. When they were the story, of the couple that ran it as necessary two years ago. The couple told Swiss television they are sure the reports hadn't made the, st- hadn't made the story up. However, there have been no recent reports, sightings of the white woman. The Val Sutherland Hotel, Gubbendal, situated in Skellefteå in Älgetorn Valley, the Val Sutherland was built in 1912. took advantage of the nearby mineral springs, Posey's bar drew in tuberculosis patients from around the world. One of these patients was a Belgian. Took up residence in 1927, apparently because it came so attached. So he is now said to haunt the corridors. Hotel employees have become used to Herman, who is rarely seen or heard around the building. Medium Avenez Malay, has visited the hotel numerous occasions, is on good terms with the mischievous mis- spirit, who is also known to operate lift and open windows as a mood takes him. Could Malay, the Belgian, had been in love with a member of staff who complained about being mistreated by the hotel managers. Now he owns the fit- hotel checking up on staff. He always t- sends a always sends a clear message to the management. So treat yourself well, I'll treat you well, Menace told the local paper. The Burma May Highway 2 uh, a you know, adoption. One evening during the summer of 1979, Miriam and her mother, Sonia, were driving along their car along Highway 2 at a Balaman in Puerto Rico. The journey was relatively uneventful. one, lights on the other vehicles in front of them, there was a sea of red eyes, while on the side was Balaman Commercial Center. Then, however, Everything changed. It, suddenly the car pair's surroundings altered directly and strangely everything became dark and obscure. Every, even more bizarre, everything seemed to have vanished f- from view. The car felt suddenly felt lighter, and a strange halting, humming noise now filled the air around them. A light headedness came over the two women, leaving them in a strange and unsettling frame of mind. One of them quite being in control. Sonia would then even appear to go into trance-like state. She simply stared right ahead. A blue glow in, st- behind an intense white light suddenly got lit up the car's interior. Then, before everything changed again, the car was moving. They were back on the road. And Miriam slowly came to her senses. She noticed headlights passing overhead. She was driving the car. She didn't realise she was going to do so until now. Nor could she remember having travelled to the current location, mm-hmm. the town of Elberco. Mm-hmm. After taking a few moments to clear her mind and check her mother was uninjured, Miriam would realise that over two hours had gone by since they encountered a strange humming at Baramon. Only for them it felt a few minutes ago there no recollection of the window of missing time. It took me several years until Miriam would finally seek humanistic regression as a way of unlocking those missing hours. When she did... Though revelations were mind binding, to say the least. She recalled how everything went dark and around her she could no longer see the road. She could, though, see a bazaar mist forming, seemingly out of nowhere, around the car. There was also humming sound, loud and menacing. It was part of the blue glow, filled the car's interior. It was an intense white light. Entered the car from the passage side. In a moment, her mother was employed, uh, enveloped with a glow and disappeared from the vehicle. Miriam Nell, beyond scared, quickly scanned her surroundings through through the window like a car above her, with a metallic grey, say, silver grey flying object. Before she could take any more detail, however, another tense white light would enter the car. This time it wrapped around the Miriam, who would float around the roof of the car as if she didn't, it didn't exist. She glanced down; and she could see the car was, in fact, floating high in the sky. Air. This would explain the light feeling above her. A door opened to the underside of a huge craft. She was heading towards it, in the opening stood a humanoid figure. She would estimate the humanoid would be around six feet tall, with a particularly slim build and pale white complexion. The head was also somewhat oversized. although of facial features, while differing in detail, a larger human-looking, obviously male. His arms, though, were longer than normal, so were the hands and fingers. The closer she got to the humanoid the entrance of the built craft, she could see that the skin was more of greyish white color. As she landed on the ship, the humanoid voice entered her mind, saying, "Come on with me. Don't be afraid." He would lead her to inside the craft, assuring her her mother was safe and unharmed. She looked around her. She noticed the walls and white, white, was of pearly silvery color. Suddenly, her memory seemed to jump forward. She was now in the curved passage. The tall humanoid was still there, as well as several others, short of the creatures. They were around there, three of them, tall, three to four feet tall. The passageway would lead into a round chamber. She could see if something kept moving out of one of the walls. When she managed to focus, she could see the sort of seat that comes out from the wall itself. As she moved her eyes from around the room, she couldn't see any joins anywhere. It was as if the room was moulded out of current form, like a metal cave. She could seen more of the silver entities inside the room. She did also see a silver bed, a silver table, like an operating table. Next to the table was a metal tray with some strange instruments on it including something that looks like a compass. And a voice in her head says, We're looking, going to help you. Suddenly she was on the table with smaller people, seemingly following the taller humanoid lead, conducting a variety of tests and examinations. The smaller creatures would insert very fine, long metallic rods into various points along the body. A voice in her mind would state this was to improve her overall health. They would also tell her that these rods would take samples of the body. They didn't have a explain why. Suddenly, one of the small entities approached her with what appeared to be clamps of some kind. They were attached to her legs. As soon as the device touched her, she feel intense energy enter her body and surge through her. She noticed two of the creatures manipulating controls behind a computer panel connected to the device on her legs. A voice would enter her head again. She had, it would claim, bone cancer. The procedure would cure her. After so shortly after, she noticed one of the small creatures pick up the compass-like object, and place it on her forehead, which prompted flashes to emerge from it. A tall humanoid voice appeared in her mind. It would state that the voice was a deep and intuition. There were, according to Marion's claims, a regression part, report, part of the race who witches them over the not continu- 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 of the evolution of whales and races that inhabited them. Humanite figures would further disclose that they were others resembling those who positions of various world governments. There is an interesting claim that, won, that was run almost two decades earlier in less-known accounts of Albert Cowell. Means, mother and Sonia would undergo research regression and account was very much the same, at least to begin with, I so, was recalled by Miriam, separately, From my mother, Sonia, called a powerful, cold, blue, white light glowing from the car. From her engine, You could see a smooth, large, smooth, large, bluish metal thing. She would last, like a big plate, hovering above the vehicle. The white light would overcome her, and she would find herself floating up towards a rectangular opening on the underside of a huge, metallic object. Once inside, a large, little humanoid, Leader to a room with seats that was part of the wall. The next thing she knew, she was lying on a table in the middle of the room. You see how two other humanoids in there. Also, each donned white, glowing white tunics. Each was much taller than a smaller humanoid. Each appeared to be male. Each offered idyllic an like faces. Despite the regression, neither woman could recall how they ride back to their vehicles. Their vehicle. Each of the next memories is of coming their senses as a car with memory driving approaching the town of Aca-bel- Acabello it's certainly an interesting account and we set to be genuine and accurate we appear, appear that human rights describe or match those summoning new of the community called the Noricks or the Blues So it's a authenticity it's a moment when which one was an invention the two memory lives a powerful one or was the selection of random and apparent guiding race of the universe? Here's a video on YouTube called "John Martin, Puerto, 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 Puerto Rico, UFOs, USOs, aliens, and secret military bases. Forty years ago, Paul Tendrail believed he witnessed what would be described as an air battle between UFOs. Descended to which one crashing on the, uh, onto Earth. It's 9.30 and Tuesday, February 1980. He was at home in a South Australian town of Avon Gate when his, two, his twin brother Robert called out for his bedroom, Phil, come and check this out. From the window, taking, looking down the valley to Stirling, about 20 minutes about, out southwest of Addendale, the 10 year ten-year-olds saw a bright yellow object bobbing around just above the tree line. About 1k away. After a few minutes, Phil saw a second, slightly smaller object appear, emitting a red light. It would be what he describes as almost cotton like motion. It zoomed up the yellow object, stopped and reversed, and ended again, as if pondering direct action. A yellow object then took off with the red objects in pursuit. They zigzagged across the sky like two blue flies, changing direction instantly with no apparent uncertainty it's an insi- in vert- and covering distances he later than flies to be half a kilometre less than a second. Throughout the chase, which Phil like says lasted several minutes, the yellow object could- would probably stop mid-flight and shake back and forth as if caught some invisible force, before fleeing inside. The object made any noise. Eventually the, object, the yellow object sped off and disappeared behind the hill. The other object was, had also vanished. In total, he made the entire sighting lasted about fifteen minutes. Bob Tyndale confirmed his brother's account. Certainly there were two lights. One appeared, he chased the other. They both dipped below the horizon. and he said, Yes, it was a very memorable thing. The same night, a local farmhand, 24-year-old, Darrell Bowen, Bod- Bodic Branny, reported seeing a speedboat shaped yellow thing, like a half-moon crash into the streets near the house farms where he worked. His act area where the brother's last saw the object. According to the newspaper reports, Mr. Branny told police he was watching the TV at night when his dogs began howling. And they, then I heard a tree smashing, he said. I looked locked the kids inside and went in outside with a torch. Mr Branny shone the flashlight into the trees and saw the object, which was about twenty five to thirty feet long, and not emitting a sound or the light. He had called the police but the object had disappeared by the time they arrived. At the time the police told the media that they were unexplained broken branches and no physical evidence. Mr Branny was interviewed by investigators for the UFO research South. Australia and next day I published a report in the month's UFO research Australia newsletter. Phil, forty nine, a strange sighting was nothing more than a campfire sign, but over the next thirty years or so it wasn't until in two thousand nine he decided to investigate further, revisiting the scene and the crash and delving deeper into the UFO topic. He believes that his sighting is unique. Saying he was unable to find virtually any other reports of conflict between UFOs, he says 100% convinced he saw extraterrestrial and not military aircraft. Over the years, I have done lots of reading and also personal investigation, contacting people one by one. There are loads of people out there who just don't report it. Don't talk about it, he said. Not everyone has, has fashionable, compelling sightings, often just lights in the sky, but very significant numbers of sightings where there's just an object a so beyond our capability to be has to be extraterrestrial. Rob said he's uh, probably a bit more conservative when he bothered about certain aspects of the UFO topic, but he had to guess it was that they saw all that night. I tend to, on the extraterrestrial side. Certainly in the eighties. And even these days, the fact that the objects made were very quick jerky movements couldn't have happened with the technology we got, he said, added that he said it hadn't particularly affected him. It was like a, it wasn't like a close encounter. It was like seeing some lights in the sky, just watching, like watching a meteorite. Interestingly, UFO our subject has been evangelized in the past two years since the New York Times published a bombshell article revealing the assistance of Pentagon UFO study program. In a fame article, a former high ranking UFO pilot, pilot announced chasing a tic-tac shape across target's UFO. Phil said, Commander David Flavor's description of the object's movement assembled the one that he saw. The instant acceleration, nothing can do unless you master the force of gravity, not using any conventional co- propulsion. He said he says he has considered everything in terms of other people's explanations such as he saw, but the movements of craft were simply possible for using an invention of propulsion. It must be millions like me receive things, but don't report them, he adds. In South Australia, at least, Phil was not alone. New fellow sightings have been reported in the States since the 20th century, but they surge surged during the Cold War. The most famous case is the 1988 incident with Kurt Nell's family, who said they were driving along the moat, The Kenner was playing with a large, glowing object, like a large, big ball, chased and lifted their car off the ground. Paul Kenner, from South uh, Australia Astronomical Society said it was still common to get several dozens or hundreds of your reports a year in South Australia. Probably, for every ten cases, you get nine can be explained in mundane terms. Miss Cadell told the ABC last year. Quite often, people report a little silver dot in the sky, and it turned out to be an aircraft. A lot of these things, are like planes, satellites planets. Use searchlights. Sometimes can all add to what people are reporting. The puppy in the basement. Told me, tell me never to go in the basement. I would see what was making that noise. It just sounded like a puppy. I wanted to see the puppy. So I opened the basement door and down the, down a bit. I didn't see a puppy. Then when mummy yanked me out of the basement and yelled at me. Mummy never yelled at me before. Made me cry, sad, and cried. Then mummy told me never to go to the basement again. She gave me a cookie. It made me feel better. So I didn't tell her that why the boy in the basement was making noises like a puppy, or why he had no hands or feet. Nuntucks. Michael, for a young, had a uh, strange experience when a two-year-old daughter submitted. Yes, when my two, well, daughter two, I brought her twirling paper towel tubes tied with twine, and air, and asked her what she was doing. She said she was practising the nunchucks. I was very confused. There's no way of knowing what they were. I asked what she meant, and she said to Adam I told her to make them and show her uh, her each night how to use them. She went, she went on to say, Adam, I told told to practise. She needed to know how to defend herself some day. Always freaked out, almost freaked out. But asked her what Adam looked like. She said he was tall, blonde and had blue eyes, he said. Mummy, you know how he looks, you know him. He died of a headache. I had to leave room. home. You see, four months before we bombed. my tall, blue-eyed martial arts pro-boyfriend, I died of a brain aneurysm at the age of 27. She'd never spoken to him that, that since that day, so I'm not sure if it scared her with my reaction or if she'd completed her Lessons There's someone under the bed. Sometimes a very short story are the best. I've been tucking into the bed, and he tells me, Daddy, ten for month is under my bed. I look underneath for this moment, and did, and you see him, another him, under the bed, staring back at me, quivering, whispering, Daddy, there's someone on my bed. The chair. When my sister Betsy and I were kids, our family lived in all my... Oh, right, oh, well, with a charming old farmhouse. We loved exploring in dusty corners and chain in the apple tree in the backyard. Our favourite thing was a ghost. We called her mother because she seemed so kind and nurturing. Some mornings, Betsy and I wake up on each of these nightstands. We found a couple that wasn't the night before. Mother left them were worried we got it thirsty during the night. She wanted to take care of us. Around the homes of the original furniture got was a wooden chair. We kept... Against the back of the hall, the living room. Whenever we were pretty awkward watching TV, playing a game, Mother would inch the chair forward across the room towards us. Sometimes she'd manage to move it all the way to the center of the room. We always felt sad putting it back against the wall. Mother just wanted to be near us. Years later, long after we moved out, I found an old newspaper article from about the new farmhouse original occupant, a widow. She murdered her two children by giving them a cup of poisoned milk before bed. She, then she hung herself. I've a photo of the farmhouse living room. The woman's hanging from a beam. Beneath her, knocked over, was the old wooden chair, placed exactly in the centre of the room. Did it just get cold in here? Was it just me? You've been listening to the Ghostman Show on albionradio.com. Radio dot com. Your presenter, Mark Antony Raines. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Good night. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. 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 This is the end of this show. This tape will not self destruct. as it mission impossible? Or perhaps it will. So, this tape will not self destruct in 897654321 seconds. Goodbye! Goodbye, 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 goodbye! The Ghost Man Show on AlbionRadio.com The Mysterious Night Demons of Tanzania Very strange feature of the paranormal. In Africa origines the Isles of Zambia, Acapello, a semi autonomous region in Tanzania. There is said to prowl a shape shifting demonic entity. Locals call the Popo Bara, a early word that she translates as Batwing, a creature said to be able to take both human Animal forms, as well as more nightmarish and surreal forms. One of its favourite manufacturers seems to be that of a large bat, like in <coughs> with pointed ears, a single eye in the centre of its head, and phenomenal talons in its fingers. Its presence is said to be heralded of an intense odour. These are the creatures that stalk the night, to the feed off for of the unspecting, and which have kept the people of rural Tanzania held in the grip of fear. Apobobora is said to be decidedly malevolent in and revels in tormenting human beings, in particular swiftly targeting those who don't believe it, in it. If one is lucky, it, it will merely manifest photographs like phenomenon, but it is just as likely to physically attack the victims of breathless violence. With one of its favorite tactics being to sit upon the person's chest to slowly crush, suffocate them. Perhaps even more menacing still, this form of demon is said to be in many ways like an incubus or succubus, feeding off of sexual energy that derives from raving its victims. Usually sodomizing men, but sometimes targeting women as well. In many tales of demons suppose encourage its victims to tell others of what they have experienced, fanning panic and the possible feeding into the fear of this generates. The demon of is said to have got about its dark deeds at night, coming to people as they sleep and are helpless. The precise origins of these entities is unclear, but a popular idea is that they were dingy, conjured up by a sheik to wreck havoc on those who wronged or offended him. After the he lost control, there came a freedom run amok. Other ideas are the ghosts of the former slaves during the days of Zambia's promise as an Arabian slave trading port. Or they were wi- they are witches, warlocks, or even evil spirits. Whatever they are, it certainly all sounds like they are the most surely be spooky folklore. But the region where these demons are set to prowl, they are thought to be very real and numerous accounts of scared locals, that can't remember. One of the most famous modern cases of an incident revolving Popo Suppose supposedly occurred in 1971 when a village girl was allegedly attacked and possessed by one of the entities. The girl was reported to speaking in a gruff, deep male voice, as well as the smell of sulphur and causing a sound like a car bearing to emulate from the rooftops. The villagers insisted it was going... It was the doing of Papa Wal Boa, and it apparently took a powerful shaman, a goat sacrifice, to cast it out. And around at the same time there's a spate of sightings of the creature, lurking around the back reports of attacks, causing a mass hysteria at the time, during which people were afraid to leave their homes, and armed men kept sentry outside of the houses and patrolled the streets at night. Interestingly, this mass panic continued up until the assassination of Zambia President in 1972, after which the demon encounters dropped off. Sightings attacked by alleged demons tend to come in waves, and always being mass, and always being hysteria with them. After the 1970s, another such panic happened in 1995 when terrified villages on the island of Ugori. Claimed that one of the creatures terrorized him, often appearing as a naked humanoid with a tail carrying a jar of medicine. It's thought to be entering houses to attack locals hospitals, admitting numerous people with broken bones and other injuries were attributed to the beast. His terror got so bad that the mouldering mob of our men claimed to have, been, have attacked and stabbed a demon, but it was. A it had escaped a continuous rampage. Typically, mentally young man was allegedly killed by a mob, who was after after f- by mob. After fingers were pointed at him for being a culprit. One purported victim, of a demon. This time was a local farmer named Mr. Mesk- uh, Hamad, who explains of his encounter. I could feel it sometimes pressing on me. I couldn't imagine what sort of thing had happened to me, as I feel it, I feel. As if you're screaming with no voice. It's just like a dream. But I, then I was thinking, it was this, this Papa Baba. He come to do something terrible to me. Something spiritual, sexual. It's worse than what he does to a woman. I don't believe in spirits. So, so maybe that's why it attacked me. Maybe it will attack some anyone who does not doesn't believe. Oddly, like the 1970s the mass panic, 1995 a incident considered political turmoil, didn't doing a further fiercely contested election in Zambia. At the time, continuous elections and resulting in civil rights fights. 2000 and 2001 also ground zero for UFO sightings. However, this was not always the case. A major as a major panic also happened in 2007, when sacred men in the dust that. Tazaliam on the west mainland coast of Tanzania began telling of the help being ruefully summarized in his sleep by the entity, forcing them to sleep in groups, uncover themselves in pig oil, which they believed warded off it off. At a the time there's no election to progress. What are we dealing with here? This is something of a genuine supernatural phenomenon. Or is it something else? The fact that many ways of Pomboara accounts occur during elections has caused some to suggest a myth may be used as a political tool, and to sow unrest among the superstitious populace. This is not an ideal that it, it's just a legend, a sort of gotten out of hand, and could also be just a manifestation of sleeping Polaris, also known as old hag syndrome, in which people is caught between walking and dreaming, state and has hallucinations, quite often including chest shadow figures and senses of something sitting upon their chest. Yet, Many of the locals in the area where Hapoboa was found insist that these demons are not very real, well not just myths and stories. However they may, well they may be, supernatural analyses are merely desertions of superstition. Your reimagination of fear f- they generate, even in the modern times, is very real. A terror of pod- 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 boa lives on. Horrors are often mentioned especially in relation to paranormal. But really do we see a good dissemination, re- explaining what they are people said to have good or bad auras or auras reflecting certain image- images. but how can you see how can those who cannot cannot see an aura is see an aura is a subtle light surrounding a person or example may may be familiar with his halo religious art. The aura is often used in of religious art to identify a person or people of particular power or holiness. And interestingly, the aura is depicted of religious art in almost all religions and examples can even be seen of historic pent- pentaglyphs. Religion aside, many believers... Uh, every object living has not had an aurora. Whether it is visible or to others or may depend on innate ability to whether the person seeing it has some particular training in seeing auras. Auras are said to be range from extreme simple glow to the objects as the more complex interplay of colours surrounding a human. There can be layers of auras, each of their own colours. Some, as so treat the colours with various personality traits, or even expression of persons' emotions. Of course, as many are, as everything else, sceptics abound. Many of you will see auras due in my, my brains. Epilepsy, sympathasia, nucleological decision, with those stimulating one sense, leads to the experience of another sense. Such so as people who experience colours of colours sounds, visual disorders, brain disorders, eye fatigue, and the influence of psychedelic drugs such as LSD. But regardless of what sceptics think, people have seen auras throughout history, regardless of the time period of the culture, particularly in religious contexts. The Middle East horrors have traditionally been associated with enlightenment. The the prophet Zilkaster, who founded a in ancient Iran 3,500 years ago, said head has be been shone with the Kura, Aura. In Islam, the prophet Mohammed is depicted with aura, aura through images of fume. Aura is seen it depicted in Eastern religions. In Buddhism, the enlightened Buddha is something. It's sometimes shown the colours around him to demonstrate his enlightenment. Both Hinduism and Buddhism, a person's Aura colours are often linked with eternal energy and the chakras. In Islam, Jainism. It is believed that the soul reflects the colours of the chromatic manner it associates with. Each person's colour varies depending on the psychic states and mental activities behind an action. A halo of light is often a feature of the Christian art. Through the world, oh, aura is often used to describe several times. Examples: Acts 1 and 14 gives this account. Oh, that look that took during the Feast of Pentecost, and suddenly there came a sound from the heavens of a rushing wind. It filled all the house while they were sitting, and they appeared into the, their cloven tongues like as fire, and they sat upon each of them. Mystics and cultists have long made always part of their teachings. In general, I maintain that it is an energy field that surrounds the human body and generally divide into seven layers and complex interplay of seven colours. The first colour is commonly called the called layer of every layer. It is usually associated with a person's health. Yeah, the next layer is a spiritual layer, interferes indicates a person's thoughts and emotions. But bear in mind this is just a generalisation and appears to rely on each individual viewer to interpret. Interpretation is abundant, as sites the claim to help, you see auras by filming various exercises. There are various devices that can be found, such as killing photography, which uses high voltage, high frequency, low amperage electrical fields to capture images on a film that claim, claim to be indicate auras. And on eBay and Amazon, aura glasses have been purchased, are based supposedly on the work of Dr. Walter J. Kellner. He discovered an apparent human filter aura that could be viewed, by using the filter that made ultraviolet light visible. Last, last not least, there i iP- apps from iPhone and Android phones that claim to f- make the auras visible. All these claims could be viewed. solely for entertainment. As a friend of mine once said, if someone in the internet tells you it's raining, you better stick your hand at the window and see if it get- if it gets wet. In short, the perception of is not a recent development. Received and received described for history all over the world while the meanings associated with auras may lie simply most of us agree that auras consist of several layers each of them can be different colour the colours reflect mental and emotional states of personal traits it is also sometimes seen as the enlightenment of spiritual development spooky podcast to listen to spirits about a boozy weekend weekly podcast about mythology, legends, folklores. Hear fresh takes on classic myths and learn new stories from around the world. Served over ice, over ice, of two tipsy heroes three Greeks. Podcast Spirits dot com. Booze and spirits. Bel- Belair and Vesson, yes sir. talk haunted happenings with drunken twists find them wherever you listen to the podcast a paranormal podcast where two goals to haunts while sipping cocktails booze and spirit po- podcast spirit guides radio spirit guides magazine is your source for inspired learning development and connection self love our mission makes spirit charity Accessible to soul searchers who want to deepen their spiritual practice and cut new match for all souls. Whether you're a pilgrim of soul or a wally loving us or both, we are there divinely attuned to compass. com. High Spirit Chicago. High Spirit Chicago is a podcast dedicated to talking about all things ghosts. Host of Chicago's very own Nicola Smith and Jay Siggerman. SoundCloud. Dot com, Spirit Radio, The Paranormal Experience. Join our, our host, Willie Hansel, Laren Nicholson, for weekly radio hosts covering show covering all uh, subjects of the paranormal world, which weekly guests from around the world. Ghosts, spirits, UFO, and encounters, Bigfoot. This is a show where the paranormal comes to normal. to so join us on a journey to the unknown, unseen and the unthinkable. Paranormal. Streamlive.co Spirit Sisters Conversation about spiritual, paranormal experiences hosted by Karina Max Chido author Spirit Sisters is a non-fiction collection of Australian Women's True Life spooky experience is moving, for roguing and chilling Spirit Sisters, the podcast, pod B The Haunted Ride a podcast to help you embrace all the paranormal spiritual things that might happen throughout this journey we call life. The host shares her experience with ghosts, demons, angels, hauntings, possessions, attachments, aliens, and cryptids, as well as what it's like to be a psychic, medium, empath, intuitive. How to listen to message from the universe. com The Big Secrets Podcast. Patrick Keller of The Big Secrets he invites you to join the open discussion on all things paranormal. But specifically topics like ghosts, hauntings, paranormal research, spirit communication, psychics and mediums, and life after death. A candles around you lit. So come in and join the science. Big Science Podcast on the odd paranormal sh- interview podcast co- show. Hosted by my stage and new guests in each episode we talk about their haunting experiences of ghosts and a spirit world. Join Mark as he takes a serious non judgmental approaching and most intriguing conversations with experts globally. Dorothy like about the areas of paranormal, supernatural, demonic spiritual investigation, haunted houses, possessions Spiritual people and explained and more The a funny feeling. Comedians of paranormal enthusiasts, Betsy Sardaro and messia Gioraro invite the their comedy friends, celebrity ghosts to tell their true paranormal experiences. They hear spooky tale stories submitted by listeners Headgum dot com That's a spirit A ghost enthusiast Stephanie Robin. Fond of scary movies, shares and talks about spirits, join him, Ghostly Good Time by hearing their podcast. SoundCloud.com. Castle of the Spirits. Audio Ghost Stories. Audio Ghost and Spirit Stories about the renowned paranormal website. Tune in to hearing spirits of Ghostly Good Time for yourself. Castle of podbeam dot Supernatural Girls, where the paranormal is normal. The guests, guests include. Worldwide, interviewed by paranormal experts, supernatural girls, Patricia Baker, and co hosts, guests from the world and others. com Life's treasures and golden moments. The sharing of true stories of a miracle inspiration, the life to lift a human spirit inspire, and inspire the motivation, pos- pos- positive action, and life's journey. We are delighted that we have t- chosen to t- take make us part of your journey. Miracleslesbian.com Sometimes, Cold London, the heritage of uh, highly unusual. is the latest semiotic project. The Herb Lester is a woody pub is guys to just about everything can be plotted from close London to Uncle London. This new fold out map points out fifty nine sites of strict interest across the capital. Love is the love from the first text we find upon opening the weird package. It's not a reference to ninth, ninth busy first song ever written by John Squire, but rather catchphrase of Alexa Crowley. Crowley means of course the towering figure of Gold London. His wide eyed likeness glares out from the centre of the map. It's one of in one of his silly hats and pops it all over the town like a demon on an oyster card. All the sights you expect will go all London that while they here. From the Atlantis bookshop to the Messonetic Temple on London Street to the castles of Nicholas H- Helpsmore. You learn a lot too. Greenwich Park, we read, is a home of water, f- f- water fountain built by members of ancient stone circle. The world's End pub is Cinnamon. Camden is built on a land once owned by Wick. Whose husband met at Grizzly End in the oven. Charing Cross Road at Wingmel was home to Gerald Gardner, who played his part in the war by effort by staging a musical, Magical Assault on the Mind of Alfred Hitler in 1940. The map details the 12th century history, but is bang up to date by the inclusion of such gems as Welcome Collection and Victor Weird. Willed Museum currencies. It's everything you need. to all London's mystical magical outworldly sight. Just don't expect to find Harry Potter. A cult Londoner. A guide to unusual, highly unusual. It's out there. For the herb Leicester, price twelve pounds. Signed by Brian Burrough, Written by Kate Hodges. Insert of magical camp tools by Tree Car. The story of Helen Duncan who jailed for witchcraft in 1944. Certainly cast a spell on people. And it has been announced that there's a street in hometown of Canada named after her. Her family says Haddish now, as she became known, was not a witch, was a wonderful medium in her 30s and 40s. Others say she's a fool, <laughs> so made cash holding sentences that she wasn't very good at. a psychic tendencies seem to have be been there from childhood, born in 1997. Victorian Helen McFarlane was said to readily predict doom and devastation. Among the six and married to Henry Duncan, she encouraged by Henry to make money from her claim abilities. She'd read tea leaves and make predictions of cash. After moving to Edinburgh and saying it to become widely known, Helen was making a good living selling a spiritualism. At the show she wild villains by producing aphorism from her mouth She agreed to summon a spirit guide, Peggy, who materialised behind a curtain. In nineteen twenty eight a photographer used flash photography, to call Duncan in action. This these revealed Peggy to be a big clumsy Debbie, wrapped in a sheet. When the London spiritualist alleged lights investigated Duncan Claims if Fannyacropisms you read, Gertrude made a cheesecloth paper, red white, a toilet paper. He laid elaborated on this performance by adding rubber gloves and cut-off heads from magazine covers, claiming they were spirits and an Ember science, one of the editors grabbed Peggy, who was then discovered to be made from a child's vest. The former maid and husband, both admitted to her helping her prepare the different tricks and effects she uses in seances. Helen was first investigated in 1941, then during a seance in Plymouth, he claimed the spirit of a sailor told her that the HMS Barham had been sunk, a fake ship which sunk off the coast of the Crete by German sh- submarine had having kept secret. Only the FMS's 862 crewmen killed had been informed. It was not announced publicly to July. At foot nineteen forty two. The Navy then took an interest in the sciences and were not impressed with what they found. A one in the cities, a white cloth figure behind a curtain, claimed to be the lieutenant's dead aunt. He didn't have a dead aunt. Later on another ghostly figure announced herself as his sister. His sister was very much alive. After the, invest- the lieutenant reported Duncan to the police, they began their own investigation. The white fabric figure turned out to be a medium herself. It emerged that her revelation about H.M.S. Barkham had come from another source. Duncan was initially arrested under the Vagrancy Act and started tried by magistrates. A case was then upgraded and was eventually charged her for the Witchcraft Act, under the Witchcraft Act of 1935 the spiritual activity was tried by jury. Helen was convicted in 1944 and was in prison Holloway. She served six months of her sentence before she being released in 1945. Despite promising and stop conducting sentences, she was arrested during another one in 1956. She died later that year. Now, her finally hope, a proposed Duncan Drive is a new state permission town, will help to reclaim her reputation. Her granddaughter, Henry Margaret Hayne, said, I can't change what happened to my grand or family, but I can continue to work on her legacy as a wonderful medium. I would be honoured to have a street named after my grandma when individuals visit at Clannolanda every year, just because this is where and Duncan is born. A plan for Duncan Drive concerns for a proposal for memorial to all Scottish witches and fife. fife council meets wants to rebuild a bring the rock navigation beacon, which is moved to build a new bridge across the Forth at a site where Lewis and, uh, and A. was burned in uh, seventeen in seventeen oh four. Typical writer Sharon Sheldon Sarah Sheldon, for where or women belong but welcomes the move to honour Duncan and memory of all the Scots and banded witches, she said. I think it's great, but nobody Our prominent women's legacy—is beginning to be normalised in our own and our own built environment. It's really important that women's achievements are normalised, and this is done in the same way we um, we memorise men's lives. Crystal Girl was born on an idea. The best way to bring awareness to plate the poor is through story. Dickens was considered writing pamphlets and essays, but they are not always ways to reach people's hearts. People love stories. A few weeks earlier, his friend Baroness Barnett, Coops, had considered donating the system of religious-inspired schools called, known as the Ragged Schools. She had asked Dickens if he would visit the school at Statham Hill in London and relay his impressions. Dickens was shocked what he saw, I have seldom seen... In all the strange and dreadful things I've seen in London and elsewhere, anything so shocking as diet would negate the soul and body exhibited in these children, to these children. Mackenzie Dickens, page 11344 144. Charles Dickens. It was his personal experience that booted Dickens with a sense of duty to help the poor. Doing, Growing up, his London father john dickens was a prison malaysian debtors prison and charles was forced to leave school and work in a blacking factory before the black safety act of eighteen sixty nine debtors in london were brutally imprisoned of regular creditors memories of the buried would haunt dickens for the rest of his life Though he loved his father he saw in him a cold Hotted miser, inspiring the drill couch as Ebenezer Scrooge. The cold within him froze, his old features nipped his old pointed nose, with his eyes red, his thin lips blue, and spoke out shrewdly his grating voice, Charles Dickens. Victorian learning experienced an economic boom, but one that left the poor behind. Moving to London in search of opportunities a harsh and daring life, the country may become disappointed, this point dissoluted disillusioned desolute. The Industrial Revolution brought huge wealth to a tiny percentage of the population, majority escaping a le- living in damp, noisy factories and cramped, filthy slums. Dickens and the Baroness felt that education was the solution. Lisa gave hope to the poorest of the families, and their children might one day break the mould of poverty and join the raising middle class on a Saffron Hill ragged school Still playing on his mind, in October 1843, Dickens visited a working man's educational institution, Industrial City, Manchester, London, England. It was there where Dickens well, had a regular moment. Instead of writing a journalistic piece on the plate of the poor one, he would write a ghost story, A Christmas Carol. Though the story Dickens asked for people to recognize the plight of those who the Industrial Revolution, it place placed driven to poverty, operation of society, a of them humanity, critical praise poured in. A tale to make the reader laugh and cry, to open his hands, to open his heart, to try to even forward and drink think charitable. A daily men daily dish to set before King. London literary magazine Afroendum. A national belief benefit to every man and woman who reads it. It's a personal kindness. May, may call, will you make peace. Brackery, in Fraser's magazine, brings the old questions of a bygone centuries. and mo manor houses in the living rooms of the poor of to today, in the New York Times. Scottish writer Margaret O'Frault described it as a new gospel. The impact was astonishing. In spring of 1894, there was a sudden burst of charitable giving in London. Scottish philosopher and writer Thomas Carlyle stays two Christmas dinners before reading the book. After attending a reading on Christmas Eve in Boston, Massachusetts, in 16, 1867, a Mr. Fairbanks closed his factory on Christmas Day and sent every employee a turkey. British a- a- stage actor Sir Squire Brancourt raised 2000 pounds for the poor by reading Christmas Carol out in the public. Well, today's information revolution, replacing many likewise, the story is relevant, as it was for Charles Dickens. In advocating the human focus, Chris's holiday, Charles Dickens influenced many aspects of people we know today. One of the most influential stories you're ever going to read, and is considered one of the greatest ghost stories of all time. That's why it's been included in this episode of the Ghost Man Show. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show, and I thank you for listening. Thank you. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. The Ghost Man Show on albionradio.com Halloween or All Saints Day. Halloween had its origins in the festival of Samhain among the Celts of ancient prison and Ireland. On the day corresponding to November the first, on country calendars, the new year had begun. Believed to begin, the date was considered the beginning of the winter period, a date at which herds were returned from pasture and land dangers were renewed. During the Samhain festival, the souls of those who died were believed to return to visit their homes. Those who died during the year were believed to journey to the uh, other world. People set bonfires on the hilltops, relighting their heath fires for the winter, or fighting away evil spirits. They sometimes wore masks and other disguises to avoid being recognised by the ghosts thought to be present. It was there, in those ways, that they, beings such as witches, hobgoblins, fairies, and demons came to be associated with the day, the period. It was also thought to be favourable for divination on matters such as marriage, health, and death. When the Romans conquered the Celts in the first century CE, they added their own festival, Frielia, commemorating the passing of the dead, and opomia a goddess of the harvest. In the seventh century CE, Pope Boniface IV established All Saints' Day. Originally on the 13th, May the 13th and uh, following century, perhaps as an effort to supplement a pagan holiday with Christian observance, it moved to November 1st in the evening before All Saints' Day became a holy or hallowed eve, and thus Halloween. By the end of the Middle Ages, the secular and sacred day had merged. The Reformation essentially put the end to religious holiday among presidents. though in Britain. Especially Halloween continues to celebrate as a secular holiday, along with other festivals. The celebration of Halloween was largely forbidden among the early American colonists. Although in the 1800s they developed festivals that marked the harvest, incorporation elements of Halloween. A large numbers of immigrants, including Irish, went to the United States. Beginning in the mid 19th century, they took the Halloween customers with them. In the 20th century, Halloween became one of the principal U.S. holidays. Particularly among children. As a holiday, Halloween has become associated with a number of activities, while in practice, pulling usually harmless pranks, Settlements wear masks and costumes for parties of the trick or treating, thought to be derived from the British practice of allowing the poor to beg for food called soul cakes. Trick or treaters go from house to house with a trick fact that they were poor trick if you don't receive a treat. Use your candy. Halloween parties often include games such as bobbing for apples. Perhaps survive for the Roman celebration of Paloma. Among Along with skeletons and black cats, a holiday is incorporated scary beings such as ghosts, witches, vampires to the celebration. Another symbol is Jack-o'-lantern, a hollowed del- out pumpkin, originally a turnip, carved into a demonic face and lit with candles. Inside, since the mid 20th century, the United Nations Children's Fund (UNICEF) has attempted to make a collection of money for its program as part of Halloween. And in the spirit of Halloween, I pass you now to my friend and well-known, famous horror scolor, Freddy the Freak. Hello, all friend? Yes,
0: all have taken over in the mark this ghostman show. I'm going to read you a story by Mark Henry Rains. It's a book of him called Dead. Here we go folks, for those who like the bit of horror in their life. Don't be frightened. Dead is an homage to the zombie gene, which I have been a fan for many a year. So this book is my attempt at writing a
1: book based on the zombie gene. It's loosely based on the Night of the Living Dead.
0: CHAPTER ONE Oh, sorry, not oh, chapter one, prologue, you silly arse Sorry about swimming That'll be taken off the edit, I think No, it won't You don't know what it's like Okay, prologue The day is just a normal dusk for the night The sun's still trying To maintain a soft glow before the platoonian Darkness takes it over in the surrounding fields you hear the sounds of chirping crickets and the trees leaves rustling. The church is coming into view with its centuries of upright stones and french and Cross standing proud for all to see. Chapter one A car arrives. Moving slowly on its gravel driveway, inside the car sit two passengers, a driver and a young man, his early twenties wearing rustic clothing and wind glasses to see. The fellow, fellow passenger sitting beside him is a young woman who is dressed in a dotted attire and his sister by blood inside the car, both are talking about why this journey to this church was required. You know
1: wants us to remember so why we are here to plant this wood cross on a beloved husband and our father give gave us give or, or gave on this as anniversary of their marriage, says Georgia, the sister. Well the driver replies, yeah I know. we've been a long trek of over six hundred miles. I'm just tired and quiet just to get on it over and done with Chapter two Meanwhile Farther Back.
0: The church to body into a local petrol station to fill up with petrol. Inside the truck Or two workmen, a bloody bald soldier man by the name of Sebastian, and his companion seen a bit of an old hippie with an old wild beard and, beard and hair. As they get ready to
1: depart from the truck, you, they see a crowd of about 50 to 60 people walking in a hunch slow pace. Sebastian, that covering crowd look odd to me something ain't right Sin, yeah man they look like they're high sebastian you should know my friend Sin, i i'll go up and say hi and maybe i'll get some of what they're on sebastian okay but not too much as we've got a long we're on a long haul Sin, okay man Sin leaves the truck and approaches the crowd As Sin gets closer and closer he is stunned awestruck scared all at the same moment the crowd is not people these things that will want people. They don't move, they don't run. He just stood staring at me, as if looking straight at my soul. Then one of the things grabs him, proceeds to bite him, which in turn brings the rest to do the same.
0: All Sebastian can do is watch as he witnesses a living nightmare
1: me in front of him. He applies pressure to the truck's engine, and then, like a dangerous game of chicken, heads at full speed at the things. Chapter 3 At the church graveyard, Georgia and Mark finally find their father's grave and place it on it, the wreath given
0: to them there by their mother. On the way back from the graveyard, Georgia has attacked by a strange man. He's assailant that pushes Mark aside as he tries to intervene on Georgia. plight. He gets pushed by this thing before bending
1: over Mark's body, which is now nothing more than a cadaver on a stab in inoptetsy, a creature, for it, for it couldn't be no more, be a man, was tearing, gnawing his teeth and the body of Mark,
0: ripping out chunks and licking the crimson sickly blood. Georgia, flight or flight, kicks in her subconscious brain, making her run away from the scene as a carnage, despite her urge to throw up. Chapter 4. Running, running, running. Screaming hard georgia's box of
1: farmhouse coming into view georgia arrives at a rundown cottage with is thatched roof and cobbled stone walls its oak front door which is wide open georgia enters the cottage and lets out a piercing screams of terror at the sight of a mangled corpse of an old woman this is a state of fright turn Around and with no plans or thoughts, runs back towards the graveyard. This leads to her to be confronted by more than strange beings, among which is the shadow of the once man she met earlier. Chapter five: Sebastian's truck comes to a sudden stop as he knew he saw something in the corner of his green eyes. As Sebastian looks out of his truck window, he just what about makes him decide to leave his truck? Sebastian is running and running. He finally comes to halt and shouts at the woman not
0: right in front of him. Hey, lady, run towards me, I'll help you out. Georgia hears a plea, and turns away and runs towards Sebastian, just for a bite
1: from a man who's not and just some horrible creatures. Georgia runs into the arms of Sebastian, and at a moment of outpouring relief plots and kiss on his lips. Sebastian We need to do something, go somewhere safe and contact a local police station to tell of of these strange nights. Georgia, there's a cottage a few yards away. I'm not keen to go back as there is a mutilated corpse by the door. Sebastian, well, it's either the cottage or dealing with those hell creatures. So I guess we go towards the cottage quickly. Georgia nods her head, begrudgingly. As inside her mind, she knows this new stranger was right. Georgia to Sebastian. By the way, my name's Georgia, and you are Sebastian. Nice to meet you and, and all that. But well, let's go and get get to that cottage fast.
0: Chapter six And Sebastian and Georgia get to the cottage. Sebastian goes in first and drags the body or cadaver outside. Georgia runs quickly inside, followed by Sebastian. Both hide items of furniture
1: form, a secure barricade okay, in front of the door. And the same at the back. Draw back and the dusty laden curtains and lock all the windows and place wherever may lay may slow down the creatures of the night
0: of this night of strangeness. Inside the cottage both decide to keep quiet
1: for a while when they do some investigations of the property. During the rest of the night they hear no sound. All that on of the low moaning and groans of the outwardly kind. Early in the morning, both awake and Sebastian goes on a hunt for food or anything that can help. In their present plight, Georgia wakes and is blankly looking at the four walls of the, w- of the room and is slowly descending in a stupor mix of shock and insanity. Sebastian finds a rifle on the radio and stops for a moment comfortably in his fate. Chapter
0: Seven. Sebastian gives himself a kick up the arse in his head to get himself back to
1: reality for all his predicament. Sebastian goes with, on with his search of the cottage. As he does so, he hears a muffled, a string of voices coming from a door just under the stairs. This must be a cellar. He raises his newly found rifle one hand and slowly turns the handle to the cellar door with the other. A ruffled voice stops and Sebastian finds a group of three people. The people look at him with a mixture of nervousness and relief at the
0: sight of a fellow human being. Sebastian, who are you? My name is Sebastian. I have a
1: companion upstairs called Georgia. A man of three speaks. My name is Harry and this is my wife Karen and my daughter Karen. Also were a couple of teenagers by the name of Tracy and Paul. Sebastian, how did you end up in this hellhole? Harry explains to Sebastian sought refuge in the cottage after being overwhelmed by a group of the demon creatures and managed to overturn their car. Sebastian and the you two cowering in the corner. What's your story? Tracy speaks up before Sebastian. They came after hearing an emergency broadcast on the radio about a series of brutal murders taking place around England. People must hold up in a safe environment until the situation resolved by the authorities. Sebastian just nodded and then noticed Paul had blood pouring from his arm. He then went over to investigate and finds a bite mark. Sebastian vests falls on the occupants of the cottage. Said he uh, You better grab all the resources upstairs and help me barricade the cottage. I could thought to prevent these things coming in. Chapter 8, Sebastian and fellow new inhabitants of the cottage come back to the radio to see if they can gather more information on their current situation. A message is broadcast on all the radio station sites saying the following. There will have been a wave of match murderers week across South East England. The recently deceased are remaining re-aminated and seemed to consume human flesh of the living. Experts in the military have failed in all attempts to make determine the cause of what of this what is now being called the night of the living dead. Only low-scientist Dr. Downs suspects it to be, be something to do with space contamination from A, a crashed landing nearby, Sebastian then makes plans for all the fellow occupants in the cottage to leave, obtain medical care for current and the report, reported local rescue centres offering refuge and safety mentioned on the television. Tant and I, Sebastian and Paul and Tracy draw the shortest draw to some, somehow get to Sebastian's truck with some old wheel, empty whiskey bottles, a piece of rubber tubing, made from a long forgotten by cycle wheel. they siphon and the petrol out to make the couple that are modelled off to cocktails. Ben and Tom attempt to refuel Ben's truck, the nearby gas pump, when Harry hails about Cocktails from out of the window and ghouls. Judy follows him. Fearing for Tom's safety, Tom accidentally spills gasoline on the truck, which is set and by Ben's torch. Setting set the truck alight. or all, all them run as fast as and far from the truck as puzzle. they it's too late for the multi-commotion has come to attention the order of the dead to stop what they are doing and turn towards walls. And before they can run back to the cottage pool, Tracy set upon Ben and Tom just get back inside the cottage and reinforce the windows, seat and doors, while they hear the distant screams of Char- Tracy's charred remains. Chapter 10 As Ben, Tom, Harry and both Karen tried to calm down the news report, comes from an old radio saying the following to all the residents that can't c- currently surviving please note that creatures known to some as a living dead can be killed by a headshot or every blow to the head or burnt to death each will stop them from rising suddenly power to run an electric for the generator runs out, and the occupants of the cottage are plunged in the darkness. The living dead creatures finally manage to break through the barriers. The horde rushes through the gaps in large numbers and enters the room where Ben, Mark, Sebastian, Karen and Karen are in. Another fight broke out, and chaos, both Karen's are lunged at and called upon by the hideous creatures of the night. The many man managed the rest of the way out of the window, causing a shattering of glass, Ben looks at Mark and sees the after after the eight the commotion he has been bitten. Mark falls to the floor <coughs> and goes into old position and goes into a fit and dies. but right in front of the remaining survivors, begins to reanimate himself. Ben tries to run, but too late he's set upon by women re- m- reap- after the person who was once called Mark. Sebastian runs past them and finally makes it to a ladder that leads to the attic, where he holds himself up. Every The next morning Sebastian awoke by the sound of pussy of gunfire outside. Sebastian leaves his hideaway and goes to greet his other savers. As Sebastian steps outside, is immediately mistaken for one of the ghouls are living dead, and killed by a
0: shot up through his forehead. A posse throw his body into a pile of clips and set ablaze. The end or just the beginning. Here's another gruesome tale for you folks. This is into this Halloween special on the Ghost Man Show. Nightmare of Oldsworthy. By Mark anyways, we imagined El, 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 El Nightmare Elm Street it he was the average day before the evil Halloween of the year of our Lord, 2019, at Oldsbury, Devon. Tracy Connor awakens from a vivid nightmare. Within, she is attacked by a disfigured man wearing a wolf's hat, a, a, a edge masked in decayed clothes, who wears a wolf's cloak glove on his right hand. Like all knights,
1: at first she thought it was not real. But as her mother enters the room, she asks Tracy about the form of mysterious snatches on her nightgown. This disturbs Tracy, who wonders why such a horrible dream could be so real. She goes to visit her friends. The following morning, she is consult- consoled by her best friend, Nancy Jones, and Nancy Jones' boyfriend, Andrew Poe. After their talk, the two girls stay over at Tracy's house, where mother has to go out of town. As Tracy and Nancy are beginning their sleep over, is interrupted by Tracy's on-and-off boyfriend Steve Cohn. When Tracy falls asleep, he dreams of being chased by a disfigured man again. Steve is woken by Tracy's slash, flashing, and she comes to utter horror before he uh, before he's uh, uh, dragged, being dragged, and faintly slashed relentlessly in dark crimson, oozing all over the bed. By unseen force, he flees as Nancy awakens. Find that Tracy. Covered in blood and dead later that afternoon, Steve is arrested by Nancy's father, Lieutenant Mark Wilson Thompson, a policeman at Holsebury police Station, despite his pleas of innocence and mark as Steve awakes his cell, he feels his eyes getting heavy, and a call of course Sam ran, begins to comes too strong and finally sleeps. Steve begins to dream uh, when he was at school being part of a gang, which like the name of Hol map He's likely to bully and cajole the kids of different colour, often telling him to go home. The and is a satire if a teacher was nearby. Steve is then alone among his endless victims, who call him and knock him down unconscious. Steve awakens and tied a gang to a chair, in front of him person and in a dark wood, holding a red-hot poker, of a averted undo sign, as seen during the World War II. Steve's shirt is ripped open and the result Poker is placed on his chest, leading the muffled screams of agony. of his fetch burning giving off the odour of burnt pork. The ordered figure reveals his wolf's head mask and lets out a haughty, manic laugh. Stephen wakes up in his cell, tears open his shirt, reveal the marking on his chest and tries to let out a scream, but it is muted. Owls college, Nancy falls asleep. The class... And dreams that, that the man who calls himself Freddy, the freak, chasing her uh, to the body room where she's cornered to burns her arm on a pipe. A burn startles her awake. In class, she notices a burn mark on the arm. At home, Nancy falls asleep in the bathroom and nearly drowned by Freddy the freak.
0: Nancy go, goes visit visits Steve at the police station, but told he's unable to see him
1: due to the fact he's taken the mental health. Ward in Oswald. He was disturbed by a bone mark on his chest which was not found. Nancy's finding it hard to sleep, so decides to fight Glenn to watch over and try to keep her awake. And she's afraid of dream. Both Nancy and Glenn fall asleep in a dream. You see it's a rerun of how Steve and his cell was tortured by the result poker by red your feet? and then he turns to his towards daughter. Nancy runs away and wakes up. The alarm clock turned off. And then...
0: Nancy runs away and wakes up when his alarm clock goes up. Freddy the Freak visits Steve and this time he kills him by wrapping the sheets around his neck like a noose. Nancy and Glenn find his body hanging in his cell. As Steve's
1: final Nancy's parents become worried, which describes a dream about Freddy the Freak. And Mother Marge takes a sleep to, to sleep. Order. Wearing a dream, Nancy grabs Freddy's hat and pulls it from the dream into reality marge begins to d- drink and smoke heavily and bars the windows at home Then she reveals to nancy that freddie fink was an insane child the murderer who was released as technology and then burnt alive by parents who like this sh- lived on the street seeking for energy justice nancy realises that freddie fink is now ventral vengeful his as avenged to saturate his psychopathic needs she pretends to tries to call glenn to warn him but his father prevents her from talking to him. Glenn falls asleep and is killed by Freddy feet. We watched the large fountain of blood released in Glenn's room. And then just smiles under his wealth mask. Now alone, Nancy finds Fy- Pots- Marge to sleep by like dragging her coffee. And asks Mark, who is across the street investigating Glenn's death, to break into the house in 20 minutes, as she needs his help. Mark? He's left a bit baffled by this request, but she says yes and gives Tracy a piece of iron. Tracy booby traps big baby traps around the house and decides it's the next dream to drab. Freddy the Freak out of the dream into the real world, The booby traps affect both Freddy's Freak enough and Nancy's able to flatten l- him on fire with a Motokoff cocktail and lock him into the basement. Nancy rushes to the door for help, but he survives to find that Freddie the has escaped from the basement. Nancy and Don go upstairs to find Mark go upstairs to find Freddie the Feet suffering Marge in the bedroom. After Mark pops out the fire, Freddie the Feet and Marge vanish into the bed. When Mark leaves the room, Freddie the Fee rises in the bed. Behind Nancy, realises finally that Freddy the Fee is powered by his victims. Fear, Nancy calmly Turns her back to him, and fended feet evaporates when he attempts to lunge at her. Nancy steps outside of the bright, foggy morning where all the children, friends, and the mother are still alive. She gets into Ben's convertible to go to school, and the top sunny goes down and looks at him in, the, in the car, drives uncontrollably down the street. Three girls in white dresses playing. Jump over her, chanting Freddy the nursery rhyme. That's Freddy's grab by, as Marge is grabbed by Freddy defeat through the wind, front door window. The end. But no, Tracy wakes up to find herself in bed. The clock is really two minutes to midnight. Is it really Halloween? Time for a nightmare to begin, thinks Freddy to watching over her in the darkest corner room. Been years since the last time he came out to play. I,
0: I'll finish with a little poem. I saw a shadow f- passing by, just a trickle of the eye. I turned on the light, put on no one's ear, though I noticed a fragrance thick in the air. Convinced all was well, I laid myself down. Oh, but then, without warning, came a frightening sound. I could hear it right beside me, so crystal clear, someone breathing right in my ear. I turned the light and jumped into my bed. This time I was certain I was not in my head. The quite
1: the followed seemed a little loud. And here in the doorway, I saw a dark cloud. It floated right but toward me as fast as could be. And it stopped quite suddenly. And then I could see old man's shape, woman's shape, in a flowing black corded cape. Slowly my eyes looked straight into mine. I felt locked
0: in a stare. It seemed a long time. But she she just smiled as sick
1: toothless grin as she lapsed in the wild and swift swirling spin i felt memorized by the terrible sight unable to move paralyzed by fright and once again came the sweet sickening smell Perhaps I was smelling the doorway to hell. I sense a crackling field in the room. She sounded like a murderous loon. She reached out her
0: hands with black clawed nails. And in her mouth came a terrorous swell.
1: A spinning slowed down and came to a stop. Just like a children's toy spinning top. And there was gone, she disappeared. Well, I saw them unmoving. Still lost in stark fear. And I crawled back to the bed and called up for night grasping my Bible with all my might, praying and praying with heartfelt concern that his monthly spirit might make a return. I watched as the clock tickled, ticked as a long night away, longing for night, a brand new day. I'd over and over I'd seen and remembered. i not only remembered it was Halloween. Well, it gave me relief. I could lay there quite calm The horror was felt. That was quite suddenly gone. A crazed old woman was supposed to be there. On this day, above all, I deserved a good one. Good stare. Well, I felt a load, and one been lifted for me. I for I fell quickly to sleep. But I've for now forgotten what that night I had seen. That I was treated to a true Halloween.
0: What Pat A. said means, and all I got to say. To those who listened to the Halloween special on the Ghost Man show is the following <laughs> Don't have any
1: nightmares. Yes, you've been listening to my friend Freddy the Freak, reading you some stories about uh, concerning Halloween to give you a good fright. I read about Halloween and where it came from. I hope you haven't seen and hope you don't like this podcast for well, half an hour or so I finish this with a long, long pose I was a fan of The Raven, you see But yeah, go Poe It's scary and scared me My favourite scares horror, oh, horror, Dracula was the one for me Halloween is a scary time Don't don't, just sit alone in your chair and have a drink or two and when you hear the knock on the door Don't worry it's only the children one, two, three and four Who's that beside them? Looking at you with such a fright? Why it's a man just as a skeleton with a long scythe by his sight. Is he looking at you or looking at me? So don't have any nightmares, too much to see. Have a happy Halloween For me, Mark Anthony Rays, on the Ghost Man Show. And I have been doing this for albionradio.com. This is the Halloween special. I hope you've enjoyed. Goodbye, my friends. Enjoy the night. Don't be scared or have any frights. Goodbye. Save with your presenter Mark Anthony Rains on Kingdom Influences broadcasts modern miracles that science can't explain. Many Christians are giving up believing in miracles, for them the only age of miracle belongs to the early church, when all inspiring events like Moses parting the Red Sea, virgin birth, and Jesus rising from the dead confirmed the authenticity, the divine nature of God and Jesus. But because we don't see phenomenon. Our biblical promotions occurring today does not mean that God has left the business of miracles. From second chances of life to psychologically unexplained mysteries, these real-life stories are powerful reminders that God is at work in modern times and we must never give up hope and faith. Mysterious voices led rescues to find a child survived for 14 hours in a submerged car. In March 2015, Alina and Jennifer Guspek lost control of a car and landed the icy Spanish in the Sp- icy Spanish Fork River in Utah. 14 hours later, first responders found her 18-year-old daughter Lily in a car seat hanging upside down just above frigid river water. Prior to finding Lily, both officers and firefighters reported they heard an adult voice help me from inside the car. They discovered the voice could not have been come from the young mother, who likely died from the impact. The rescuers who caught, not explain the voice, or how the girl survived, hanging upside down for 14 hours in freezing temperatures, without being dressed for the cold. A woman who came back to life, having no pulse for 45 minutes. Ruby, Kamala, Corismo, 40, Fell unconscious from a rare anatomic fluid embolism. During a cesarean session in September 2014, a Borough-Rasso Regional Hospital in Florida, doctors tried to revive her. Huh? For three hours, after 35 minutes without a pulse, doctors decided to invite her family into the operating room to say their last goodbyes. Then what doctors are calling a miracle occurred, a heartbeat beating on its own. Gupia Kozima was revealed that during the experience she felt herself floating along the tunnel and seeing spiritual beings, including her father surrounded in light. What's even more incredible is that Gupta Kozima suffered no brain damage and made a full recovery. Baby girl is also healthy and happy. Boy who fell into the icy stream which was resuscitated after nearly two hours of CPR. Cadell Martin, twenty two years months old, was playing with his siblings alongside as as his parents' home in Muffinburg, PN in march twenty fifteen, he fell into a gushing creek with thirty four degree water. Cardell was found in a quarter of a mile away by a neighbour, unconscious about a pulse. Most personnel were called to the scene immediately began performing CBR, which continued uninterrupted interacted for 100, 101 minutes as they transported him by an ambulance and helicopter to the to hospital. His body temperature upon arrival was 77 degrees, well below the normal temperatures of 98.6 degrees our doctors gradually wound the boy over 24 hours he miraculously woke up without any apparent signs neurological damage the power of community prayer sparked a really miracle that doctors can't explain the end of Garrison Kirby seemed inevitable when he was thrown from a demolition car in the Mid-Atlantic Power Festival in Ruxleville V.A. in June 2014, the him left him in a coma. His lungs were crushed and he nearly every bone in his body was broken. His brain also suffered multiple strokes, hemorrhages. His kidneys were failing. If he did wake up, he was likely, if not to be, a vegetable. But his family refused to give up and turned to prayer. Thousands of people in the community beyond beyond Kirby. Their faults and prayers and wore red shirts designed show support for the injured man. The final attempt revived Kirby. Doctors hooked him up to a machine, usually typically used for transplant patients, but tra- not trauma patients. Whether it was due to the divine intervention or medical invention, or both, it worked. Ten days later, after the incident accident, Kirby opened his eyes and mouthed the words, "I love you," to his father. The doctors couldn't believe it. And neither could Kirby. I'm humble and grateful. Just amazed, Kirby said. I know what God saved me. I know the prayer and believing saved me. Vatican confirms Corrado Boy was healed by none from beyond the grave. The Roman Catholic Church has a rigid lies, petting process with no elevating miracles, which are defined as divine events, with no natural or scientific explanation investigating a single miracle could take years. After a 14-year process, the Vatican released its verdict on the young boy's sudden recovery from a debilitating gest- gest- gastrointestinal condition it was a miracle. Doctors tried everything—antibiotics, diets, and tests—but seeing nothing would stop four-year-old Luke Benedict Budge from literally wasting away in 1998. The eight of ten. Violent bouts of diarrhoea he experienced every day in six months forced him to drop out to preschool. After the doctors began to suspect cancer, the boy's mother, a devout Catholic, began looking and outside of medicine for a cure. She asked the nuns to pray for Luke. Sister Margaret Mary Prister and the late Sister Elephant Linger Spinner knew what to do. They asked the founder of their order, Mother Teresa Bonza a German nun who lived a hundred years ago, to intervene. The nuns prayed at at Nova at nine-day vigil, asking Boisele to heal Luke. As soon as their Nova Nova was complete, Luke woke up and his stomach no longer hurt him, and his illness never returned. I knew immediately that it was a miracle. Mother Jan Burberry said, a man showed that God shows man the power of marriage. June life-threatening hold up? We all heard about that marriage. People ought to live longer. For this one man, marriage literally saved his life. Donnie Register was working the cash register at his store location in Lanty Market in Jackson. Miss went too. Men walked in and held him at gunpoint into money. A shot was fired at Register's, uh, Register's head. He threw up his hands. Remarkably, his wedding deflected the bullet. Pieces of the bullet lodged into his neck and fingers, but none of his injuries were fatal. Register, had been married for thirty-eight years, didn't talk it up to luck. He believes his marriage saved his life. And you being married was a good thing, he said. I don't. I just didn't know how good it. How it was that good. His wife gives God all the credit and says the stories are a good reminder that men should always wear the wedding rings. Pope Francis performs a rare blood miracle. Pope Francis is often called the Pope of surprises. Could it also be the Pope of miracles? Saint Gennaro was martyred in AD 305. Today Gennaro serves as Naples patron saint. During the three feast days of the Saint Gennaro, celebrated each year, it is believed that enough people prayer collecting a vowel containing the saint's dried blood. A mass held on March 21, 2015, Pope Francis was given the vowel When the Pope kissed the vial. the book, Body blood half-liquefied. Half the Cardinal called it scientifically inexplicable inri- liquefaction a miracle. This was the first time the blood had been liquefied by a Pope since 1848 when it did so in front of li- po- 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 Pope places I.X. In 1987, an 18-month-old Girl Jessie McClell fell twenty two feet in a well on an aunt's property in Midland, Texas. Rescue took fifty eight hours, was televised live by cnn The first twenty five hours n- news channel in the US, she needed treatment following a trauma, but recovered quickly. Dog at sea for three days. A poor little dog was washed out of sea during the Japanese tsunami in 2011. It was rescued three weeks later. He took the coast guard several hours to rescue the dog. Once on board, he seemed to be just fine after his ordeal. Shipwrecked at the bottom of the sea. A Nigerian chef, Harrison Ugonen, was trapped under the water for three days when a tugboat he was crewing on sank off the coast of Norway. In 2013, a South American rescue diver investigating the package thought it would just un- uncover bodies. But the chef survived thanks to a small air bubble, stranded in shark-fested waters. Imagine going on holiday for real-life time to murder. Mississippi, doing a bit of scuba diving. How about that? When you surface your boat, there's nowhere to be seen. This happened to Jeff and Julie Bryan in September 2016, after they dragged 12 miles from their boat by a riptide, drained to a shark with festive waters. rescue mission was mounted. Several days later, a couple was found. Landside in Australia. The Telobo Landside in the, lake, the ski lodge. Result of Trellebo, New South Wales in 1997. Killed 18 people, one man, Stuart Diver. Was found more than 60 hours later. A rescue decided to stop digging. I lowered sound equipment down a hole and dug as they, they deep. They dug as they had a defect detected. Some movement beneath a concrete slab. Rescue called out. Rescue team working overhead. Can anyone hear me? As troop called back. I can hear you. rescuer did not. Did he have any injuries? He replied, No. My feet are cold he still works at Bow ski resort a woman appears on a Florida fans building it it seems that virgin Mary is always getting a... appeared through some time at times she shows up at the most random places this is exactly what happened in 1996 we decided to sh- her image on a office building in Clearwater Florida and we started Dull and grew into distinction of a series of months. The image struck in the glass windows of the building was soon purchased by shepherds of Christian ministries. A statue was erected outside of its port by in a truckload. Suddenly so all miracles came to an end, and someone eventually knocked out the pane, glass panes, burying Mary's head with slingshot. But it comes back to life for a short time. Imagine your wake f- for a loved one, while usually being read. Sunny, the same life as body, been laid out all day. Sunny rises, after water, and lays back down, dead as ever. This rollercoaster of emotions is precisely what happened to the family of Ken Senus in Brazil, 2012. Kevin, Kelvin, Mr. Ackley, Mr he sat upright looking at... T- to his father something to drink. The rejection was miraculous. Before his father could fathom out, seeing his son lying again in a moment, he was robbed him for him. What followed his address for his protest at the hospital immediately pronounced him, de- him deceased. The nature is miraculous. The Kiwi gives birth. From the creatures that grow in the dark to the frogs that can be frozen and unfreeze and hop away as happy. There are many bizarre things in nature froze away, but, but the kiwi process birth. The kiwi lays the largest egg for body mass on earth. His egg is also the size of an emu, the largest bird in Australia. a bird egg weighs 16 ounces. The incorporated corpse is totally, truly phenomenal. It's not painstakingly long to the cipher event. Basically, someone dies for whatever reason. The corpse is either buried, unburied, uncovered, otherwise unobserved catches. When these bodies are viewed, they look like they literally just died. Even more surprising is that there are a number of these corpses, many of them being seen over a thousand years old. Competition makes this less... Is rigid. We reported that verified that Vita of Cresta actually moves from time to time. The extent of this spectacle is is the debate of the home run. While many of these kinds of stories are life altering, otherwise, deeply deeply affect the people who experience them. Some involve activities as seemingly conventional as a kid's baseball game. Considered John D's story. His baseball team had made it to the playoffs but was struggling for one of the semi final games. John's team was in bat from the bottom of the last innings with two outs, two strikes, and three balls. Base loaded. team was behind 7 to 5 when something very unusual happened. Our second batsman called a timeout. So he could tie his shoe, John says. I was sitting on a bench when suddenly a strange man I'd never seen before appeared in front of me. I was frozen still and my blood turned to ice. He was dressed all in black. He spoke, but even looking at me, I was not very fond of our banter. This man said, Don't you, Do you, you hold courage in this boy? I Do you have faith? At that I turned to my coach, who had taken off his sunglasses, he was sitting next right next to me. He didn't even notice the man. I turned back to the stranger, but he was gone. The next moment a second baseman, called time, in. The next pitcher Ballator hit a home run out of the park, winning the game eight to seven. We went on to win the championship. Angel's guiding hand. Everybody in town used to go to the Hill post office to sled in the winter, says JK. I was sledding with my family and I went to sleep, Part I closed my eyes and went down and apparently hit something going down, I was spinning out of control, I was heading a metal rail, I don't know what what to do, suddenly I felt something push my chest down, I came within within half an inch of the rail, I didn't hit it. I could have lost my nose. The second experience was during a celebration of my birthday. In school, I went to put down my crown in the ranch playground during recess. I was running back to play with my friends. Three boys suddenly tripped me. This playground had a lot of metal things and wood chips. Not a good good combo. Where flying hit something about about a quarter of an inch under my eye. But I felt something pull me back when I fell. The teachers said they saw me. Sort out a fly, forward and fly back at the same time. As they hurried me to the nurse's office, I heard an unfinished voice keep telling me, Don't worry, I'm here. God doesn't want anything to happen to you, to this baby. At approximately four in the morning, my phone rang, writes Hefan. It's my sister calling from across the country. Her voice trembled and she's was near tears. She told me that she had a vision of being in a car accident. She couldn't say whether it was or not. I was killed in it, but her sound of a voice made me think she did believe that. But was afraid to tell me. She told me, told me to pray, and she said she would pray for me. She told me to be careful, to take another route, to work anything I could do. I told her I believed her. I would call our mother and ask her to pray for us. I left the work at the hospital and, ter- terrified but strengthened by the spirit, I went to talk to the patients about some concerns. As I was leaving, a man sitting in a wheelchair near the door called me. I went to him, inspecting that he had a complaint against the hospital. He told me my God had given him a message, he would be in a car accident. He said somebody not paying attention would hit me. I was at school. I almost fainted. I was so shocked I almost fainted. He said that he would pray for me. Now God love me. I felt weak in the knees as I left the hospital. I drove a little... like a little lady as I observed every intersection. Stopped sign and stopped light. When I got home I called my mum and my sister and told them I was fine. My husband gradually agreed to go, but was concerned at a short time between the connecting flights, Cinematic says. We thought things were going really well into Philly, but it seemed some bad weather and planes were backed up. Hence, we not we put in a holding pattern and landed. Just as our connecting flight to Bermuda was due to board, we rushed through the airport only to arrive at check-in desk at the great gate door was closing was devastated. and my husband was not in a good mood we asked for new flights but were told it would take two more flights and about ten more hours to arrive my husband said, that's it, I'm not putting up with this anymore, I decided to walk out of the area, I just knew our marriage was truly devastated, my husband was walking away the attendant saw the counter and swear I had been not been there when he checked in packet. She was, she was obviously upset that it was still there. It turned out to be the landing papers packet and that, that her pilot must have had on board to land in a different country. She quickly called the plane to return. The plane had been on the runway ready to start powering up the engine. It returned to the gate of the papers it allowed us and others to get on. Our marriage that one time renewed It was wonderful. We resolved work on our problems our marriage has gone through more rough times we both have never forgotten that instant Portland, when i felt as if the world collapsed and was given a miracle it helped us keep our marriage and family together always a horrible pain did the baby recalls the doctor gave me a morphine IV drip. I only to find out I was allergic to morphine. I had an allergic reaction, and so they contracted it with some other meds. I was horrified. I just had major surgery, learned I might not be able to have children in the future. I just suffered an acute drug reaction. That sunday night, they gave me another pain med. I slept soundly for a few hours. I woke in the middle of the night, according to the wall clock, it's 2.45. I heard someone speaking realised someone was at my bedside. It was a young woman with short brown hair and wearing a white hospital staff uniform. She was sitting and reading aloud for the Bible. I said to her, as I'm am I alright? Why are you here with me? She stopped reading, but didn't turn to look at me. She simply said, I was here to make sure you're alright. You're going to be fine. You should get some rest. I'll go back to sleep. To going to read again, and I drifted off back to sleep. Next day, I was having my check-up with my doctor. I was saying to him it happened during the night before. He looked puzzled and checked my pos- post-surgery notes and read reports and notes. He told me that no nurses or doctors are stationed to sit with me the night before. I questioned all the nurses who cared for me. Each said they were the same, but no nurses or doctors. have visited my room at night for anything set that check my vitals. To this day, I believe this is what by my guardian angel that night. She spe- spent sent to comfort me and assure me that I've okay. coincidentally a time of the clock at night 2.45am. This is that time recorded my birth certificate that I was born. Rescued from hopelessness. I was working on a draw rig as a derrick man. I seriously thought of taking my life. I looked down in a high one hundred and twenty foot. Derrick I worked in worked in, says Dean, my family and I were had strong beliefs in Jesus. But it's hard not to compliment this suicide. Worst thunderstorms I've ever seen, I climbed Derrick to take my position, to pull the pipe out of the hole we were drilling. My co-workers workers said, you don't have to go up. It rather takes some downtime. The loser man up there, I brushed them off and climbed away. Lightning flashed all around me. Thunder boomed. I cried to God to take me. If I couldn't have my family, I didn't want to live. I couldn't take my life. own life of suicide. God spared me. I don't know how I survived that night, but I did a couple of weeks later i brought a small bible and traveled to the peace river hills where my family have lived so long i sat down on the top of one of the green hills and started to read A just a warm feeling entered into me the sun parted for the clouds and i shone on me it was like raining all around me but it was dry and warm in any salt spot on top of the hill um, now I have moved to a better life, and met the girl of my dreams. I love my life, and we have a wonderful family together, along with my two daughters. Thank you, Lord Jesus, and the angels who sent you that day to touch my soul. The first miracle Jesus performed in His public ministry was the turn, water into wine at the wedding of Cana, of Galilee. Jesus and His disciples met Jesus' mother. Mary at the wedding. Jesus had just covered his band of friends in the previous verses. This was a real introduction for the disciples to who Jesus was. Mary came to Jesus when the host ran out of wine. She knew he was capable of helping the situation. First he approached Jesus who said he was not ready to reveal himself to the world. But something in the exchange told Mary it was appropriate for him to help a master of the house. Mary told his servants that do whatever Christ told them, Jesus asked them for fill six water pots full of with water. When he told them to draw wine from the pots, to ruler at the feast. The ruler was surprised that everyone that the servants had found wine. He took it to the groom, who was equally surprised. John says that's because of this first miracle, disciples saw the glory of Jesus and believed in him. But they knew now some of the coming stories still did not have a full understanding of who Jesus was. Healing of the centurion's servant Murphy eight five thirteen. A centurion had a servant who was sick with palsy, a type of parasy. paralysis. When someone was struck with this palsy, they could usually die a few days later. This centurion heard that Jesus was in cathodom and sought the Lord to heal his servant. Jesus agreed to do to go to the man's house to heal the servant. The two a man of power great humility and faith, said that he was not worried have the Lord come to his house. But this man also understood authority. You read that Jesus' power was such that he could order the healing to be done from a great distance, and the person would be healed. The person to pass it with confidence. The man for confidence, knowing that his servant was healed. The Bible says that healing occurred as soon as the man placed his faith in the power of the Lord. Calming the storm, Mark 4, 35, 41. As Jesus and his disciples were crossing the Sea of Galilee, a storm came up. This storm threatened to drown the little boat, but Jesus, calmly stepping into the back of the boat, came while the disciples panicked, they woke the master and asked him if he had no care for the condition. Jesus stood and spoke to the wind, and the storm and told them to be calm. The torment ceased immediately jesus then asked his disciples who had been with him through though through many adventures and miracles by this time why they were afraid he asked them how their faith was still so small then a very different turning verse mark points out that we are now even more afraid and when they had been with jesus had seen the miracles but they were beginning to see that there was much more power in this man than they had previously realized Paul of Bethra John five In Jerusalem, Jesus met a man who had been ill for thirty-eight years. His man was lying beside a of water, which was believed to have healing powers. A man was entrusting in the water to heal him, his condition, but there was no one to help him in the water at the right time. Jesus helped the man as if he wanted to be healed. The man replied that he did not want to be that He did want to be healed, but he was incapable of helping himself. Jesus wanted him to stand up as a healed man and take his bed and go home. Just as quickly he was healed and found himself in trouble with Jewish leaders. Since it was the Sabbath day, the traditional laws that it was unlawful for man him to carry his bed that day. Men said that he was doing so as he told by men who obviously had more power and authority than he had to argue with. Jesus had slipped away for the Jewish leaders could find him. But later that day, Jesus found them in the temple that gave him spiritual healing from his sins too. That's the power of miracles and the power of angels in our lives. Do we truly believe? Yes, of course we do. That's what we do. And if you look in the Bible, there's many um, incidents of these things that happened. And if you look in real life, many things like this happen. Some go unnoticed and some don't, but we still truly believe. And I'm coming to the near the end of this episode of "For He Saith" on the Kingdom Influences broadcast, and this has been me, Mark Anthony Raines, talking about miracles and how they that are real, and some in the Bible. And as they finish, as usual. With the Lord's Prayer. Now, well, let's do the traditional one. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done as on earth as is in heaven. Give us this day your daily bread, forgive us your trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory for ever and ever, Amen. The prayer we use today is a version that was adapted by the early Christian communities for two gospel texts. We taught in this form to new to new converts. The final sentence, doing glory to God, is called a doxology, a part of the New Testament text. It was added very early on. The Lord's Prayer, is occasionally said about it. God is approachable. Lord's a prayer is something that anyone can do. You don't have to be complicated words or flowery language. God isn't swayed by arguments or the length of the skill of a prayer. ESF, with your presenter, Mark Anthony Rains on Kingdom Influences broadcasts. Modern miracles that science can't explain. Many Christians are giving up. Believing in miracles, for them the age of miracles belongs to the early church, when all events like Moses parting the Red Sea, virgin birth and Jesus rising from the dead, confirmed the authenticity and divine nature of God and Jesus. But because we don't see phenomena phenomenon of biblical proportions occurring today, does not mean that God has left the business of miracles from second chances of life to psychologically unexplained mysteries. These real life stories are powerful reminders that God is at work in modern times, and we must never give up hope and faith. Mysterious voices led rescues to find a child survived for fourteen hours in a submerged car. In March twenty fifteen, Alina and Jennifer Guspeck lost control of a car and landed the icy Spani- in the Icy Spanish Falk River in Utah. Fourteen hours later, first responders found her 18-year-old daughter Lily in a car seat hanging upside down just above frigid river water. Prior to finding Lily, both officers and firefighters reported they heard an adult voice yell, Help me from inside the car. They discovered the voice could not have been come from the young mother, who likely died from the impact rescuers who couldn't explain the voice or how the girl survived, hanging upside down for 14 hours of freezing temperatures, without being dressed for the cold. A woman who came back to life, having no pulse for 45 minutes, Ruby Kamala Gorosimo, 40, fell unconscious from a rare, autonomic fluid embolism. During a cesarean session in September 2014, at Borough Rato Regional Hospital in Florida, doctors tried to revive her uh, for three hours. After 35 minutes without a pulse, doctors decided to invite her family into the operating room to say their last goodbyes. Then, what doctors are calling a miracle occurred a heartbeat beating on its own. Gupia Kosima was revealed that during the experience, she you felt herself floating along the tunnel and seeing spiritual beings including her father surrounded in light when that's what's even more incredible is that glupula could suffered no brain damage and made a full recovery baby girl is also healthy and happy Boy who you fell into the icy stream was resuscitated after nearly two hours of CPR Cadell Martin for twenty two years Months old, was playing with his siblings alongside his parents' home in Muffinburg, PN, in March 2015. He fell into a gushing creek with 34 degree water. Cadell was found in a quarter of a mile away by a neighbor, unconscious about a pulse. Emergency personnel were called to the scene immediately began performing CBR, which continued in underactive for 100. 101 minutes as they transported him by an ambulance and helicopter to the hospital. His body temperature upon arrival was 77 degrees, well below the normal temperatures of 98.6 degrees. Our doctors gradually warmed the boy over 24 hours. He remarkably woke up without any apparent signs of neurological damage. The power of community prayer sparked a really miracle that doctors can't explain. The end of Garrison Kirby seemed invaluable when he was thrown from a demolish, demolition car in a Mid-Atlantic Power Festival in Ruxleville, VA, in June 2014. The accident left him, left him in a coma. His lungs were crushed and nearly every bone in his body was broken. His brain also suffered multiple strokes, hemorrhages. His kidneys were failing. If he did wake up, he was likely, if not to be a vegetable but his family refused to give up and turned to prayer. Thousands of people in the community beyond kept Kirby in their faults and prayers and wore red shirts designed to show support for the injured man. In the final attempt to revive Kirby, doctors hooked him up to a machine, usually typically used for transplant patients, but tra- not trauma patients. Whether it was due to the divine intervention or medical invention, or both, it worked. Ten days after the instant accident, Kobe opened his eyes and mouthed the words, I love you to his father. The doctors couldn't believe it, neither could Kobe. I'm humble and grateful. Just amazed, Kobe said. I know what God saved me. I know the prayer and believing saved me. Vatican confirms: confirms the boy was healed by none from beyond the grave. The Roman Catholic Church has a rigid formalized vetting process with no elevating miracles, which are defined as divine events, with no natural or scientific explanation investigating it, a single miracle. could take years. After a 14-year process, the Vatican released its verdict it on a young boy's sudden recovery from a deliberate injury to gastrointestinal condition it was a miracle. Doctors tried everything, antibiotics, diets and tests, but seeing nothing would stop four-year-old Luke Bungit Bungit from literally wasting away in 1998. The eight of ten violent bouts of diarrhoea he experienced every day in six months forced him to drop out to preschool. After doctors began to suspect cancer, the boy's mother, a devout Catholic, Began looking and outside of medicine for a cure, she asked the nuns to pray for Luke. Sister Margaret Mary Prester and the late Sister Eleonora Spina knew what to do. They asked the founder of their order, Mother Teresa Bonza, a German nun who lived a hundred years ago, to intervene. The nuns prayed at, at, at Nova at nine-day vigil, asking both Teresa to heal Luke. As soon as the anova was complete, Luke woke up and his stomach no longer hurt him, and his illness never returned. I knew immediately that it was a miracle. M- mother June Jan Burgery, Burgery, said, "A man showed a, God shows man the power of marriage. June life threatening hold up." We all heard about that marriage. People ought to live longer for this one man marriage, which saved his life. Donnie Register was working the cash register at his store location in Lanty Market in Jackson. Miss, when two men walked in and held him at gunpoint to money, money. A shot was fired at Register's, uh, Register's head, and he threw up his hands. Remarkably, his wedding ring deflected a bullet. Pieces of the bullet lodged into his neck and fingers, but none of his injuries were fatal. Register had been married for thirty-eight years. Didn't talk it up to luck. He believes his marriage saved his life. I knew being married was a good thing, he said. I don't. I just didn't know how good it, how it was that good. His wife gives God all the credit and says the stories and a good reminder that men should always wear the wedding rings. Pope Francis performs a rare blood miracle. Pope Francis is often called the Pope of Surprises. Could it also be the Pope of Miracles? Saint Giannino was martyred in AD 305. Today Gennaro serves as Naples' patron saint during the three feast days of the centurion, celebrated each year, it is believed that enough prayer could by a vial containing the saint's dried blood. A mass held on March 21, 2015, Pope Francis was given the vial. When the pope kissed the vial, the body blood half liquefied. Cardinal called it scientifically inexplicable inri- liquefaction, a miracle. This was the first time the blood has been liquefied by a pope since 1848. When it did so in front of pope 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 IX. In 1987, an 18-month-old girl, Jessie McClure, fell 22 feet a well in an aunt's property in Midland, Texas. Rescue took 58 hours, was televised live by CNN. The first 25-hour news channel in the U.S. She needed treatment following trauma, but recovered quickly. Dog at sea for three days. A poor little dog was washed out of sea during the Japanese tsunami in 2011. was rescued three weeks later. He took the Coast Guard several hours to rescue the dog. Once in board, he seemed to be just fine after his ordeal. Shipped back to the bottom of the sea. A Nigerian chef, Harrison Ogunan, was trapped under the water for three days when a tugboat he was crewing on sank off the coast of America in 2013. A South American rescue diver investigating the package thought it would just, just un- uncover bodies, but the chef survived thanks to a small air bubble, stranded in world shark-fested waters. Imagine going on holiday for real life time to more- <laughs> murder. Dreaming a bit of scuba diving. How about that? When you surface your boat, there's nowhere to be seen. This happened to Jeff and Julie Bryan in September 2016, after they dragged 12 miles from their boat by a riptide, drained to a shark with waters. Rescue mission was mounted. Several days later, a couple was found. Landside in Australia. The Telobo Landside in le- 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 the ski lodge. Le- le- result of Telobo. New South Wales in nineteen ninety seven killed eighteen people. One man, Stuart Diver, was found more than sixty hours later. As rescuers decided to stop digging. They lowered sound equipment down a hole and dug as they they deep they dug as they had a the defect detected some movement beneath a concrete slab. Rescue called out Rescue team working overhead, can anyone hear me? As Stuart called back I can hear you. Rescuer did not did he have any injuries? He replied, no, my feet are cold. He still works at Bow Ski Resort. A woman appears on a Florida fans building. It, it seems that Virgin Mary is always getting a... Well, appeared through some time. At she shows up in the most random places. This is exactly what happened in 1996. We decided to... Sh- her image on an office building in Clearwater, Florida, and image started dull and grew into distinction over a series of months. The image struck in the glass windows, and building was soon purchased by shepherds of Christian ministries. A statue was erected outside of it as by in a truckload. Suddenly all miracles came to an end, and someone eventually knocked out the pain, glass panes, burying Mary's head with slingshot. Oh, it comes to back to life for a short time. Imagine you're awake f- for a loved one while are usually being red. Sunny, the same lifeless body, been laid out all day, sunny rises, after water, and lays back down, dead as ever. These rollercoaster emotions is precisely what happened to the family of Ken Senus in Brazil 2012. Kevin, tell them, Mr. McElroy, so set sat upright, looking at t- at to his father something to drink. The rate rejection was miraculous. The ranks Before his father could fathom out, seeing his son lying again, in the moment he was robbed him for him. What followed is a desperate protest at the hospital. Immediately pronounced him de- him deceased. The nature's miraculous. The kiwi gives birth. From the creatures that grow in the dark to the frogs that can be frozen and unfreeze and hop away as happy. There are many bizarre things in nature froze away, but, but the kiwi process birth. The kiwi lays the largest egg for body mass on earth. His egg is also the size of an emu, the largest bird in Australia. a bird egg weighs 16 ounces. The incorporeal corpse is truly phenomenal. It's not painstakingly long to decipher Event, Basically, someone dies for whatever reason. The corpse is either buried, unburied, uncovered, otherwise unobserved. Catches. When these bodies are viewed, they look like they literally just died. Even more surprising is that there are a number of these corpses, many of them being seen over a thousand years old. Competition makes this less... Is rigid. We reported that it verified that Vita of Cresta actually moves from time to time. The extent of this spectacle is, is the debate of the home run. While many of these kinds of stories are life altering, otherwise, deeply deeply affect the people who experience them. Some involve activities as seemingly conventional as a kid's baseball game. Consider John D's story. His baseball team had made it to the playoffs but was struggling for one of the semi final games. John's team was in bat from the bottom of the last innings with two outs, two strikes, and three balls. Base loaded. team was behind 7 to 5 when something very unusual happened. Our second batsman called a timeout so he could tie his shoe. John says, I was sitting on a bench when suddenly a strange man I'd never seen before appeared in front of me. I was frozen still my blood turned to ice. He was dressed all in black. He spoke, but even looking at me, I was not very fond of our banter. This man said, Don't you, Do you you hold courage in this boy? Or do you have faith? At that I turned to my coach, who had taken off his sunglasses. I was sitting next to Right next to me. He didn't even notice the man. I turned back to the stranger, but he was gone. The next moment a second baseman called time in. The next pitch of Banner hit a home run out of the park, winning the game eight to seven. We went on to win the championship. Angel's guiding hand. Everybody in town used to go to the Hill post office to sled in the winter, says JK. I was sledding with my family and I went to sleep. Part I closed my eyes and went down and apparently hit something going down. I was spinning out of control. I was heading for a metal rail. I don't know what what to do. Suddenly I felt something push my chest down. I came within within half an inch of the rail. I didn't hit it. I could have lost my nose. The second experience was during a celebration of my birthday. In school, I went to get, get put down my crown in the ranch playground during recess. I was running back to play with my friends. Three boys suddenly t- tripped me. This playground had a lot of metal things and wood chips, not a good We Where flying hit something about a quarter of an inch under my eye, but I felt something pull me back when I fell. The teachers said they saw me sort out a fly, forward and fly back at the same time. As they hurried me to the nurse's office, I heard an unfair voice. Keep telling me, don't worry, I'm here, God doesn't want anything to happen to you, to this baby. At approximately four in the morning, my phone rang, Writes Stefan, it was my sister calling from across the country. Her voice trembled and she was near tears, she told me that she had a vision of being in a car accident. She couldn't say whether it was or not I was killed in it, but the sound of a voice made me think she did believe that but was afraid to tell me She told me told me to pray, and she said she would pray for me. She told me to be careful to take another route to work anything I could do. I told her I believed her I would call our mother and ask her to pray for us. I left for work at the hospital and ter- terrified, but strong by the spirit, I went to talk to the patients with some, about some concerns. As I was leaving, a man sitting in the wheelchair near the door called me. I went to him, expecting that I, he had a complaint against the hospital. He told me my guard had given him a message. He would be in a car accident. He said somebody not paying attention would hit me. I was at school. I almost fainted. I was so shocked I almost fainted. He said that he would pray for me, Now God loved me. I felt weak in the knees as I left the hospital. I drove a little, little... like a little lady as I observed every intersection, stopped sinus, and stopped light. When I got home, I called my mum and my sister, and told them I was fine. My husband gradually agreed to go... But I was concerned at the short time between the connecting flights, Cinematic says. We thought things were going to really well into Philly, but it seemed some bad weather and planes were backed up. Hence, we not. We put in a holding pattern and landed. Just as our connecting flight to Bermuda was due to board, we rushed through the airport only to arrive at a check-in desk at a rate gate door. The closing was devastated. and my husband was not in a good mood. We asked a new, for new flights but were told it would take two more flights and about ten more hours to arrive. My husband said, that's it, I'm not putting up with this anymore. I decided to walk out of the area. I just knew out of our marriage it was truly devastated. My husband was walking away, the attendant saw the counter and swear I had been not been there when he checked in. A packet. She was, she was obviously upset that it was still there. It turned out to be the landing papers packet my, that her pilot must have had on board to land in a different country. She quickly called a plane to return. The plane had been on the runway ready to start powering up the engine. It returned to the gate of the papers allowed us and others to get on. Our marriage and that one time renewed it was wonderful we resolved Work on our problems. Our marriage has gone through more rough times. We both have never forgotten that instant near when I felt as if the world collapsed and was given a miracle It helped us keep the marriage and family together. Always a horrible pain did lay. Le- Dolby recalls, a doctor gave me a morphine IV drip. I only to find out I was allergic to morphine. I had an allergic reaction, and so they contracted it with some other meds. I was horrified. I just had major surgery, Le- learned I might not be able to have children in the future. I just suffered an acute drug reaction. That Sunday night, they gave me another pain med. I slept soundly for a few hours. I woke in the middle of the night, according to the wall clock, it's two forty-five. I heard someone speaking and realised someone was at my bedside. It was a young woman with short brown hair and wearing a white hospital staff uniform. She was sitting and reading aloud for the Bible. I said to her as I'm right, am I all right? Why are you here with me? She stopped reading, but didn't turn to look at me. She simply said, I was here to make sure you're all right. You're going to be fine. And he should get some rest. I'll go back to sleep. we go going to read again and I drifted off back to sleep. Next day he was having my check up with my doctor. I was saying to him what it happened during the night before. He looked puzzled and checked my pos- post surgery notes and re- reports and notes. He told me that no nurses or doctors are stationed to sit with me the night before. I questioned all the nurses who cared for me. Each said they were the same, but no nurses or doctors have visited my room at night for anything except to check my vitals. To this day, I believe this is walked by my guardian angel. That night, she spe- spent sent to comfort me and assure me that I have okay. Coincidentally, a time of the clock at night, 2.45am. This is that time according recorded my birth certificate that I was born. Rescued from hopelessness. I was working on a draw rig as a derrick man. And seriously thought of taking my life. I looked down in a high one hundred and twenty five foot. Derrick I worked in worked in, says Dean, my family and I had strong beliefs in Jesus. But it's hard not to compliment this suicide. Worst thunderstorms I've ever seen, I climbed Derrick to take my position to pull the pipe of the hole we were drilling. My co workers said, "You don't have to go up, It'd rather take some downtime and lose the loser man up there." I brushed them off and climbed away. Lightning flashed all around me. Thunder boomed, I cried to God to take me. If I couldn't have my family, I didn't want to live. But I couldn't take my life, own life of suicide. God spared me. I don't know how I survived, that night, but I did. A couple of weeks later I bought a small Bible and travelled to the Peace River Hills, where my family has lived so long, I sat down on the top of one of the green hills and started to read. A just a warm feeling entered into me, the sun parted for the clouds, and I shone on me. It was like raining all around me, but it was dry and warm in any salt spot on top of the hill. I'm now I have moved to a better life, and met the girl of my dreams. I love my life, and we have a wonderful family together, along with my two daughters. Thank you, to Lord Jesus, and the angels who sent you that day to touch my soul. The first miracle Jesus performed in his public ministry was the turn water and wine at the wedding of Cana of Galilee. Jesus and his disciples met Jesus' mother. Mary at the wedding. Jesus had just covered his band of friends in the previous verses. This was a real introduction for the disciples to who Jesus was. Mary came to Jesus when the host ran out of wine. She knew he was capable of helping the situation. First he approached Jesus who said he was not ready to reveal himself to the world. But something in strange exchange told Mary it was appropriate for him to help the master of the house. Mary told the servants that do whatever Christ told them. Jesus asked them for fill six water pots full of with water. When he told them to draw wine from the pots for the ruler of the feast, the ruler was surprised that everyone, that the strangers, servants, found wine. He took it to the groom, who was equally surprised. John says that's because of this first miracle, the disciples saw the glory of Jesus and believed in him, but they knew now some of the coming stories still did not have a full understanding of who Jesus was. Healing of the centurion's servant, Murphy eight 5, 13. The centurion had a servant who was sick with palsy, a type of parasy. paralysis. When someone was struck with this palsy they could usually die a few days later. This centurion heard that Jesus was in Catherton and sought the Lord to heal his servant. Jesus agreed to do to go to the man's house to heal the servant. The Turin a man of power great humility and faith, said that you was not worried had the Lord come to his house. But this man also understood authority. He believed that Jesus' power was such that he could order the healing to be done from a great distance, and the person would be healed. The person to pass it with confidence. Man for confidence, knowing that his servant was healed. The Bible says that healing occurred as soon as the man placed his faith in the power of the Lord. Calming the storm, Mark 4, 35, 41. As Jesus and his disciples were crossing the Sea of Galilee, a storm came up. This storm threatened to drown the little boat. But Jesus, calmly stepping into the back of the boat, came while the disciples panicked, they woke the master and asked him if he had no care for the condition. Jesus stood and spoke to the wind, and the storm and told them to be calm. The torment ceased immediately jesus then asked his disciples who had been with him through through many adventures and miracles by this time why they were afraid he asked them how their faith was still so small then a very different turning verse mark points out that we are now even more afraid and when they had been with jesus had seen the miracles but they were beginning to see that there was much more power in this man than they had previously realized Paul of Bethlehem, John five one fifteen, Jerusalem, Jesus met a man who had been healed for 38 years. His man was lying beside a of water, which was believed to have healing powers. A man was entrusting in the water to heal him, his condition, but there was no one to help him in the water at the right time. Jesus helped the man as if he wanted to be healed. The man replied that he did not want to be healed. That He did want to be healed, but he was incapable of helping himself. Jesus wanted to stand up as a healed man and take his bed and go home. Just as quickly he was healed and found himself in trouble with Jewish leaders. Since it was the Sabbath day, the traditional laws that it was unlawful for man to carry his bed that day. Men said that he was doing so as he told by men who obviously had more power and authority than he had to argue with. Jesus had slipped away for the Jewish leaders could find him. But later that day, J- Jesus found the men in the temple that gave him spiritual healing from his sins too. That's the power of miracles and the power of angels in our lives. Do we truly believe? Yes, of course we do. That's what we do. And if you look in the Bible, there's many um, incidents of these things that happened. And if you look in real life, many things like this happen. Some go unnoticed and some don't, but we still truly believe. And I'm coming to the near the end of this episode of "For He Saith" on the Kingdom Influences broadcast, and this has been me, Mark Anthony Rains, talking about miracles and how they that are real, and some in the Bible. And as they finish, as usual. With the Lord's Prayer. Now, let's well, do the traditional one. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done as in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day your daily bread, forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever and ever, Amen. The prayer we use today is a version that was adapted by the early Christian communities for two gospel texts. they taught in this form to new to new converts. The final sentence, doing glory to God, is called a doxology, a part of the New Testament text. As added very early on, the Lord's Prayer is occasionally said without it. God is approachable, Lord's. A prayer is something that anyone can do. You don't have to be complicated words or flowery language. God isn't swayed by arguments or the length of the skill of a prayer.